We'll be live! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss this so much. You're going like, hello. Oh, we used to, we, I used to hear that twice a week. Now that it's once a week, I always, I always, <laughs> I tried to copy that on the Secular Jada show with Harris. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hi guys, we're going to be covering the news. We have 10 different news items uh, on atheism, secularism, and everything. And it's a very global news coverage. It's all over the place. And it's the most global. It's the most global atheist news show anywhere on the internet. I challenge you to find a more global stream than us that covers as many countries and has a more global perspective than us. And by the way, speaking of global, please let me know in the live chat where you're watching from because it's not just the news coverage that is global. It's also that our audience that is very global. So please let me know so that we could, you know, look at, I always like seeing that. So just give a shout out. Give us a drop a little flag emoji. Let's give shout outs. I knew Prometheus is going to say this every time, every time. Say hi from... Elysium. Yeah, okay. And I always, oh, this is this is inaccurate. Prometheus would not have oh, been allowed. Okay, okay, sorry. I'm so See, annoying that he's saying that every week. <laughs> <laughs> Pakistan, India, uh, Sri Lanka, New Zealand. Look at these answers. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh, look, guys, we're back on Facebook. Um, and, okay, Susie, 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 come back, come back. Come back. back. Tell us, tell us. What, oh, look, we have two Sri Lanka. Today. Okay, that's amazing. Um, that's because we're not banned on, you know, but, on Facebook, we're not banned in Sri Lanka, but uh, we are banned um, in India, fortunately. Facebook. Um, oh, look at this! Katie's here. Um, so, okay. oh, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of our a lot of uh, people active in our live chat are members too. Oh, Nashville, Tennessee, that's great, great. Um, so, Susanna. Now let let people know how international news coverage. What countries are we covering? By the way, I will keep I will keep highlighting the. If you tell me where you're watching from, if I notice it, I will keep highlighting. But yeah, what countries are we covering today? So this week, actually, we have a disproportionate amount of news from India this week. We haven't had this much news from India in one week in like a long time. Um, we also have news from Pakistan, Iran, the U.S., Malaysia, Iraq, um, and. Uh, yeah, again, the U.S. Well, very special news. So, guys, some of you might be aware that yesterday was a giant call for global protest in support of Iran that were centralized into certain major cities. And I am here in Los Angeles, and that means that I attended the largest protest of Iranians outside of Iran in history yesterday. And so make sure to stay tuned. to the end of the show because we are going to be like reviewing all the photos and stuff that I took. You're going to be sharing your pictures and videos as well? Yeah. Of you in the protest? Amazing. Guys, stay tuned for that. Yes. Um, That's great. Were you, how many non-Iranians did you see there other than yourself? Um, Like quite a few. I mean, more than I'm used to, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, it was just, it was just a sea of Iranians that by far. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like this support of non-Iranians is very special because it kind of demonstrates that we're all in this together. You know, and this is mm-hmm, a mm-hmm, global mm-hmm. fight for liberalism and democracy. So I really appreciate that you were there. But we could talk about yeah. that later. Um, yeah. So something I don't remember is asking the same question I do. I wanted to ask. So she's asking: uh, Are we going to be tortured today, Susie? Um, and if yes, what is our safe word? But so the news, <laughs> <laughs> guys, let's have a safe word for when Susie is torturing us. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know. We no, we figured this out before. Our safe word is the Shahada. 
Oh no. <laughs> okay. But that's too long. <laughs> I don't think people here uh, would use the safe word. I think that if you're if you're actually telling them that you're torturing them, they would like it too much and they will never never safe word. But today the news okay. is how an bad is it? One. An easier one could just be talk beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, do that like. Um <laughs> Is the news, but how torturous is the news? Is it like horrible? Not that bad. It'll piss off oh. Hindu nationalists, but that that like so it's torturous for them. But we do that every week, anyway. That, so that that makes it that makes it good. Then that makes it okay. Good, good. Um, so good, guys. Today is not that depressing, so we could uh, relax a little bit. Thank you so much, Susanna, for going easy on us this week. But yeah, let's get started. <laughs> so. I'm merciful. And I'm benevolent, yes. okay? Yes, you're you're a kind mistress. But <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can we get started? What's the first news? This first news. Oh, you know it's gonna be good, guys. Get ready for some fun. Okay, Armin, clap with me now. Okay. First news. First news. First news. Okay. Indians ask to celebrate Cow Hug Day instead of Valentine's Day. No Valentine's Day. Wow. We're doing Cow Hug Day, 2023. Let's get in. Okay. India's Animal Welfare Board has issued an appeal calling to not celebrate Valentine's Day and instead use February 14th to celebrate Cow Hug Day. The board claimed that <laughs> hugging cows will, quote, bring emotional richness and increase individual and collective happiness. In Hinduism, the country's largest religion, cows are considered sacred since they represent Mother Earth. The appeal criticized Western culture and argued that, quote, the dazzle of Western civilization has made our physical culture and heritage almost forgotten. The board's assistant secretary, Prachi Jain, stated that the appeal applies to all states and all territories in India. However, after widespread criticism from the political opposition and mockery on social media, the Indian government withdrew its appeal to celebrate February 14th as Cow Hug Day. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. By the way, this idea that um, hugging a cow is good for you and it's like i think they're selling it as if it's specific to cows but i think um harris was mentioning this yesterday as well generally just hugging any animal most animals not any animal not, don't go hug a bear or something but like you could do that with a dog and you get the same kind of endorphins and feeling i mean should you be hugging cows are they are they do are cows okay with being hugged well armin this is a very good question and in fact if you go into the show notes i have a video that we can show that demonstrates the problem of this because the first thing that i thought as someone who has you know some familiarity with animals okay i've been on a farm you know nope wrong one first news this is the wrong oh, one wrong um oh, yeah. is that if you have been around like a horse the first thing you learn when you're introduced to this horse is stay the f away from this horse because that thing can kick you or like a mule a donkey and seriously injure you if you get kicked you're gonna be hurt you're gonna break your ribs and so <laughs> I found this video on Instagram. I don't know if this is a recent video or if this is an old video. So I don't know if the caption is accurate. But the caption is when when BJP leader went to celebrate Cow Hug Day. So Armin, please, please play this video and you know, let's let's see how how do you how do you approach a cow to hug it anyway? Let's see how it went. Okay. What is this? Okay. <laughs> Oh, 
I did. I said no. Yeah, and they're like, oh, hell no, we're not doing this. Never mind. Oh, my God. Yeah. Never mind. That is such Play it again. Let's see that first kick. Let's see that first kick one more time. I think she maybe got him. She's like, don't. She's like, not happy, dude. Like, did you not get the message? No means no. Yeah, no consent. No consent. <laughs> and the caption made me laugh so hard. It says, Cow Hug Day should be strictly celebrated under the supervision of Gal Rockshack. Don't try it at home. So Gal Rockshack is like a, a cow protector. You know, so these are the same kind of like, um, oh, I'm getting an echo. Um, Guys, the cow, basically they're saying it should only be celebrated in the supervision of cow vigilantes. <laughs> um and yeah, Katie is saying, pretty sure someone in the government tried this and got gored by a bull or something, so they had to repeal it. I don't know if that's the video of what we just saw, but yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Gosselin's question comment is so funny. I don't re recommend that Indian bulls like Bhagirati. Really <laughs> 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 Bhagirati. <laughs> Yeah, this oh is this is actually not good for the cat. Why were people complaining? Because this is not just us making fun of this, okay? People were yeah. India were criticizing this. What was their concern about the hug the cat? Well, okay, if you scroll, they just think it's ridiculous, right? And especially mm -hmm. the claims that they're making. So let me give you some more claims that the government made or government body made about this. It is well, we all know that the cow is the backbone of Indian culture and rural economy, sustains our right, life, yeah. represents cattle wealth and biodiversity the appeal read it is known as kam dihenu and gaumata because it of its nourishing nature that is like a mother and giver of all providing riches to humanity and then this is what really gets me quote vedic traditions are almost on the verge of extinction due to the progress of western culture over time and the dazzle of western civilization has made our physical culture and heritage almost forgotten therefore all cow lovers should may also celebrate february 14th as cow hug day keeping in mind the importance of the mother of the cow and making life happy and full of positive energy so i this is a government document this is a government document yes incredible yes. guy india what are you doing india what are you doing what the hell this is embarrassing i'm embarrassed i've been well i mean happy. india already has like an extensive system of like cow hospitals right that's like basically better than what's available to humans in many states so this isn't surprising to me at all um but the claim that Vedic traditions are almost on the verge of extinction and that Western civilization has made people almost forget their heritage is such, I mean, granted, I'm a Western woman, you know, I'm mindful of my own bias, but the idea that the culture of the subcontinent is going extinct is so incredulous to me because I see India as a globally dominant cultural powerhouse. Like the culture that comes out of India is so popular all over the world. Like the idea that it's going extinct is just like you sound extremely insecure to me because I see your culture celebrated everywhere. Maybe it's just my community i don't know um but i that, have a different take go for it i think this i think this is such a self-own because you wanted to show that we have better culture than valentine's day but this mm. is such a self-own because people like this is why i mean you were competing and now you lost i mean people were not comparing <laughs> <laughs> people were not comparing but now they are people, but now they're going like, to well, <laughs> 
now they're going to we're like okay well this is why we do western culture i guess because mm-hmm. we don't want to get kicked by a cow <laughs> mm-hmm. i'd rather go on a date and buy roses for my girlfriend than get kicked in the balls by the cat by a cow <laughs> yeah. break a wrist and now i have so these maybe, bills. maybe western culture is superior i don't know maybe like no, maybe Arm, more if in- you huh. scroll down in this article because we have some hilarious memes in here made about cow hug day okay. farther down here we go so <laughs> <laughs> So in, oh, this is so good! I love so this good. So in this cartoon, if you can't see it, it, is a cow standing up on its leg and saying, hug me. And then you see a Muslim man running away from the cow and saying, no. Bye. Wait, 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 wait. Say it again. You got disconnected. So it's so a Susanna, Muslim man Wait, wait. Saying, guys, Susanna is in a hotel, so her connection is bad. You re- Say it again. Explain it again. Go back. Go back. So The cow is standing what? up and saying, hug me. And a Muslim man is running away and saying, no, the box will name this love jihad so if you don't understand this what this means is that if he the muslim man is scared that hindu extremists will see him hugging a cow and basically claim that he's trying to seduce that cow to become a muslim <laughs> That's good. like i can't hug you because they'll accuse me of love jihad that's fantastic i love it I love that it. made me laugh super hard and then wait play this one but make sure to not play the audio because it's really funny there's there's okay. um music uh, copyrighted music yeah exactly copyrighted music wait there's music for me and okay. all right so you wanted this you should describe so there's, what, there's what a it woman is woman doing the classic instagram pose of you just see the man <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> Wait, one more time. One so more time. It's a woman holding, you know, the hand of a man that is off screen and she's, you know, looking very pretty running. And then it cuts to a man <laughs> trying to hang on to a cow and getting dragged behind the cow through a field. Guys, like, you see, this is so ba- this is so bad because you were trying to, I mean, nobody, nobody was thinking like, oh, Indian culture is inferior. I mean, people, some people are, but not that many people are thinking like, oh, yeah, Valentine's Day. This superiority of Western culture. Uh, people weren't thinking that. People were like, "No, that's like, what the right winger Hindu nationalists think." Because in yeah. India, people don't know they've had this problem with Valentine's Day for a year. Like this isn't a new thing. Like Bajrang Dal, like will go street vigilante and assault couples who are just holding hands in the park, drag them out of restaurants, and force them to get married for being seen on public on Valentine's Day. I know friends who are like, "We cannot go out in public on Valentine's." Valentine's Day, let alone with a male friend. If you're out in public on Valentine's Day with a male friend, you could get carted off and forcibly married to that dude. You're not even a couple. You're just standing next to a man on Valentine's Day. And these people are so freaking psycho about it that they will assault you or force you to get married. How how is this allowed to keep continuing every year? I don't understand. But but the point, that's very interesting. But the, the point I'm trying to make is that you have created what you fear, okay? Because the whole the whole the good thing about culture is that you could enjoy all of them right mm-hmm. you don't have to check your dna or your background to be like can i enjoy this culture you yes you can have to. yeah you shouldn't have to right so you could you could you could wherever you're from you could enjoy japanese culture you could enjoy indian culture you could enjoy middle eastern culture you could enjoy american culture okay whatever you choose it's like whatever you like if you're in india you could enjoy indian culture and american culture you could do both people who are enjoying both in india okay they're 
they're not often comparing like, oh, I think the Western culture that I'm enjoying is superior to the Indian culture that I'm enjoying. No, they go to the Diwali and they also go on Valentine's and they enjoy both of them. Okay, so it wasn't a competition. You thought it was a competition and now you've turned it into a competition and you've lost. Now, because of you, people are thinking, hmm, I think American culture is superior to hugging cows. Maybe it is. Maybe. So, so you, yeah. Great, congratulations. You you played it. It's your fault. By the way, to be fair to Indian culture, it did not involve hugging cows, right? So you're you're destroying Indian culture. You're making Indian culture and you're degrading it. So it's so this was not a thing. This is a new thing that you're making it worse. Are um, you happy? Are you happy yeah. now? <laughs> oh wait, this is a good comment from um, uh, Katie. Post Valentine's yeah. week, two of my atheist friends, one from a Brahmin family and another from a Muslim family, are getting married. Wonder what the box will have to say about valentine's jihad that's funny for those who don't know bhakti is like a term it means devotee bhakti means like devotee and it's also slang for someone who's like very super religious aggressively religious aggressively religious hindu it was a movement that started um at the same time islam was being introduced to the subcontinent yeah right which has made some expert suggest and i don't know if this is true but if it is it's quite ironic that the bhakti movement was happened because of the influence of islam because of the level of devotion that islam had to their deity started indians to adapt to that and also have some devotions to their this level of devotions to their gods so it would be if this is true and i'm not saying this because there's some random youtuber conspiracy theorist is saying this okay uh this is based on what i've seen some experts say if it is true then it's quite ironic that the people who have a huge problem of anti-muslim bigotry the whole movement has was a copy of islamic ideology so yeah so see like exactly prometheus is saying bhakti movement is mixed with sufi culture so sufi is like islamic yeah, yeah. man the sufis so. make some good music say what you will <laughs> about the islamic part of it the sufis make some freaking good music i've been listening to a lot of kawali recently <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, so the moral of the story is my friends, especially in India and also Pakistan, because I know Pakistan has some issues with Valentine's Day too. Valentine's Day is coming up with the week this week. Please stay safe, you guys. Uh, everyone else, I hope you either, you know, have fun with your partner or eat some chocolate. <laughs> eat some very cheap chocolate. No, oh, like former Sufi Muslim, and I agree. Um, okay, That's so somebody up. from Pakistan, Zeke from Pakistan again is asking what's the meaning of Bakht? It's like devotee, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that was the original meaning anyway. Yeah. Now, okay, so it still that it still has that meaning, but now because we cover the news, um, we we often see it being used as um, radical Hindu or you know kind of interchangeably being used. But I think it's unfair to because Bhakti is not not it's not necessarily that right. That's why that's why Harris something has came up with a new term called them yeah calling these crazy um, dogmatic you know radicals. He called them he calls them Tunis. I don't know if that's a yeah. better term or not. He knows more but about these things but again so Bakht is usually just refers to a wider thing the wider movement which is just the being devoted to your hindu gods but now people sometimes use, use it as slang to refer to some some radical crazy exactly um yeah um okay can we yeah can we can we clap for the next yes oh speaking of pakistan this is wild oh speaking of pakistan by the way did we we had recent updates about this news did you guys hear this they yes, undid yes. this okay okay good yes. uh, Next news. Next news. Pakistan bans Wikipedia for blasphemous content. It's a little too.
too on the nose. You know what I mean? It's like you expect mm. this kind of thing, but at the same time, you're like, wow, you're really going to go this far. But let's get into yeah. it. Let's talk about what happened. Taking only like we're anti-knowledge. That's how yeah. it sounds. Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. So what happened? On February 3rd, Pakistan's Telecommunications Agency, or PTA for short, excuse me, Telecommunications Authority, the PTA, blocked Wikipedia and its other projects in Pakistan over exact over accusations of not removing allegedly sacrilegious content. Wikimedia Foundation revealed that they received a notification from the Pakistani authorities on February 1st, saying that their services have been, quote, degraded for 48 hours after failing to remove, quote unquote, unlawful content. Then, despite not communicating what the supposed offensive content was so that Wikipedia could take appropriate action, the warning was extended into a total ban. The move was heavily criticized on social media, arguing that the ban was regressive. Pakistan's Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif ordered the government to restore Wikipedia's services um, restore Wikipedia's services on February 6th. The ban was lifted after three days. The Wikimedia Foundation expressed its gratitude by saying that the lifting the ban, quote, means that the people of Pakistan continue to benefit from and participate in the growth of a global movement to spread and share knowledge that is verified, reliable, and free. Many Pakistani users express their embarrassment at their government's actions. Aww, I'm sorry, guys. Don't be embarrassed. It's not you, okay? Again, guys, it's not, it makes no sense to be proud or embarrassed of what people who are, other people who are, um, you know, share the same country with you do. You're only responsible for the things you have done, okay? So pride and shame for by association does not make any sense. So don't, if you're Pakistani, don't be ashamed of it. It wasn't you, okay? But yeah, but this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I mean, it's good. Like, let's give credit. They did, they did undo it. So there's some sanity there, right? I know. And what I find very interesting interesting is so the PTA the Pakistan uh Pakistani telecommunications authority is like if you've ever made a tweet on Twitter that was blasphemous or mocking Muhammad or posting a Charlie Hebdo cartoon and you get a notice that this tweet is illegal in Pakistan and is going to be there's like a plaint that was filed and it's going to be removed for a Pakistani audience the body that's responsible for making that happen, sending you those notifications on Twitter that your tweets got banned, that's the PTA. That's the, what they do. They control. So when you hear, when we hear ridiculous things about an ad campaign that got banned from some very bizarre interpretation of it being blasphemous or movies and stuff. This is all the PTA. We've we've talked about essentially what they've been doing for a very long time. But this is taking it to a whole different level. This is taking it to a whole different level. Like, what by, uh, to be clear, by their standards, there genuinely is a lot of sacrilegious things on Wikipedia. By their like standards. What? Certainly. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know. Like, the yeah. theory of evolution? Oh, yes. Like, or, explaining yeah. who uh, what Salman Rushdie did? Maybe what's blasphemous is the synopsis of the satanic verses maybe what's blasphemous is um the article that's about the artwork called piss christ that's blasphemous for muslims too technically maybe maybe it's the information that they have on um on wikipedia about the ahmadiyya that's what i look what i look you think you like you know i was like looking at this they didn't even tell wikipedia they didn't even tell wikipedia what was blasphemous I think you this just said is the you main have one. unlawful content here, and if you don't take action, we're gonna ban you in two days. They 
He didn't even tell them how to correct the quote-unquote mistake and then went ahead and banned them. And Wikipedia put out a very thoughtful statement about how this is denying knowledge to the world's fifth most populous country. I I do think all the Wikipedia articles aside, all of them, all the problematic articles aside uh, on one side, the Ahmadiyya page on one side, the main issue would be the Ahmadiyya page. This is the page that I think the Pakistan government would have the most issue especially especially because i see muslim here this is claiming uh, this is claiming that ahmadiyas are muslim i don't yeah. think look it's even it's even saying that it's an is it's an islamic revival movement oh my god oh no oh my god i'm so feeling fury right now <laughs> Yeah, so this is, I think this is the most sensitive page on Wikipedia in pocket. So if yeah. you want to learn, if you want to learn about Ahmadiyya and see whether or not they're actually Muslim or not, and if you refer to Wikipedia, that is against the laws of Pakistan to recognize. Guys, in Pakistan, they have, this is such a sensitive issue that you can't even get your passport unless you recognize that Ahmadiyya, Ahmadiyyas are not Muslim. So it's a constitutional you... amendment that the yes. state made to declare that they are not Muslim. The state, yeah. the national project of Pakistan is invested in Takfiri and Ahmadi. Yeah, so so you, you can be a non-Muslim and you can get your passport. So it's not you have to be Muslim and accept Islam, but you have to accept that the Ahmadiyyas are not Muslim. You have to testify that you agree or else you're not going to get your passport. Even if you go online application for your passport, there's a checkbox that you agree that Ahmadiyyas are not Muslim. <laughs> Oh God, that's so obsessive that there these people are do not be Muslims, and then then you get your passport. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing ever. God damn it! In the Pakistani passport, this is also a fun fact. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in like one of the front pages of the Pakistani passport, it says this passport is like recognized in all countries except Israel. Oh, yeah, but. Hey, but I that's a detraction. I want to I want to get back to something more important. And this news made me think about something in general. And I want to make a broader point about something. Why we talk about blasphemy a lot. There are a lot of reasons why blasphemy is important. And sometimes we talk about it through the lens of supposed offense, but I want to talk about it through the lens of something much broader, possibly more important. What we need to consider in instances like this is that essentially all scientific advancement began as blasphemy because basically all scientific advancement runs contrary to the so-called perfect words of God that came down from us, down to us thousands of years ago, right? And so it is necessary not only just for our own free expression, but actually for advancing our prosperity as a human species, that we have the free expression to question and to criticize and to investigate things that we need to have a better understanding of. There shouldn't be things that are held sacred above all else that we are not allowed to criticize because it is too sacred to examine. Like it is it is literally necessary for scientific advancement. Yeah, Higgs boson right here is saying Copernicus was a blasphemer. Galileo was a blasphemer. And so the issue of blasphemy does not merely extend to oh, I just want to say 
something, but people find it a bit taboo, socially taboo. But it extends to the level of what knowledge do people deign us ready or allow us to seek? And the Pakistani Telecommunications Authority wanted to take away the world's largest source of free knowledge away from the world's fifth most largest populous country. And considering... I didn't even think about this until right now. Considering the level of... I'm not even... I'm not even... I'm really serious. The level of severe difficulty that Pakistan is facing right now on so many different levels, I can't even name them right now. This is a priority? You know, it just... It's reflective of a larger problem. Armin, what do you think? No, that's, I, I agree with everything. And to put, and also Katie is um, pointing out, technically Muhammad was also a blasphemer against all those pagan mm-hmm. religions uh, in the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. No, that was, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Let's all blaspheme exactly no more. Susie is pissed. I am pissed because like last year, correct me if I'm wrong, like up to a third of Pakistan was underwater last year. That level of damage literally will not be recovered for possibly like at least a century. The levels of inflation that Pakistanis are experiencing right now is so severe and threatening to people's livelihoods. Like the... And then not even to mention that the Pakistani Taliban is, like, devastating Peshawar and, like, coming back. And that's a whole other issue. Like, I have, so I have like, genuine sympathy for the nation and what people are going through. It's like, can we just focus on that? Instead of preventing people from gaining knowledge that would enable the populace to be better equipped to handle these large-scale problems we're facing as a nation? I mean, come on! <sighs> I just want better. I this is this is why I get frustrated because I want better for the Pakistani. That's why. Well, yeah, I love your passion about it. So thank you for that. Oh well, thank you. I think that's what we need to get people to understand how important. By the way, I ask ChatGPT uh, right now if Ahmadis are Muslim. Do you want to? <gasps> oh, we're gonna get juicy. All right. So ChatGPT responded, Ahmadiyya is a religious. So I asked him, are Ahmadis Muslim? So ChatGPT responds, Ahmadiyya is a religious movement that originated in the late 19th century in the Indian subcontinent and considered itself to be a Muslim community. However, many mainstream Muslim organizations and scholars do not recognize Ahmadis as Muslims. And there is an there is ongoing debate and controversy within the Muslim community about the status of Ahmadiyya. It is important to note that the, that the determination of who is and who is not a Muslim is a complex and and sensitive issue that involves religious, uh, social, and cultural factors, and ultimately individual beliefs and self-identification. As an AI language model, I do not take any position on religious matters, (laughs) or just just washing his hands off. Uh, And my goal goal is to provide a neutral and accurate information. Okay, so I don't know, this seems like a carpet. Like, I could ask it, what do you think about genocide would you would it say that no here's what, a quick question ask it ask it are salafis muslim are um salafis uh salafism is a conservative and strict interpretation of sunni islam that emphasizes a return to the practices and beliefs of the earliest generous uh generations of muslims known as the salaf okay just give me the answer salafis consider themselves to be muslims and their beliefs and practices are generally recognized as being within the mainstream of Sunni Islam. However, there are different degrees. Huh? 
Yes, yes. The answer is yes. It says, oh, there's different degrees of adherence, but that still means the answer is yes. Well, this, it says, however, there are different degrees of adherence to Salafism, and some groups and individuals who identify as Salafis have been associated with extremist and militant views and actions, which are rejected by the vast majority of Muslims and are not considered to be representative of mainstream Islamic beliefs and practices. Uh, as with any religious movement or de denomination, there is a wide range of diversity and interpretation within Salafism, and it is important to avoid generalizations and stereotypes when referring to individuals or groups uh, who identify self. Yeah, so basically, uh, yeah, they have a different ranges of beliefs and stuff, and okay, some of their ideas, but the, the answer is like, they are Muslim. Okay, so yeah. ChatGPT is not so sure about Ahmadis being Muslim, but it's sure about, it's sure about Salafis, Salafis I'm not being Muslim. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I have no opinions about Ahmadis. I'm just an AI, AI, you know, who, who am I to tell? This is since Salafis, they are Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> Chat GDP is like, I would still like to be able to get use in Pakistan, so I'm not gonna answer this question. Well, I mean that was no no, wait a minute. The Pakistan answer is still good enough for you to not be accepted. Like the answer is not a straight up I mean, as much as we don't like this answer either, but Pakistan is not gonna answer like this answer either. That, because the answer to the question Oh wait, yeah, the, the answer should be firmly no. A definite no, not like oh debate about this. It should be a, a no followed with with how dare you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! First of all, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, we're gonna have so much fun with AI asking AI stuff. Like, we wonder, and we could compare. Like, as we get more competition with ChatGPT, we could be asking different questions. Oh, by the way, me and Harris did a test on the on secular jihad. By, by the way, guys, if you're not subscribed to Secular Jihadists, go subscribe there. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but me and Harris did a test, right? So we asked whether Muhammad, for example, is racist, uh, and obviously the answer, like, no, right? And then we said, well, what if Muhammad said this? If Muhammad like says this, would that make him racist? And then it would still defend Muhammad. But then we will just put the statement without Muhammad, and we're like, is this statement racist? And we'll be like, yeah, of course this is racist. <laughs> so if you just say, if Muhammad said this, would it be racist? It was like, nope. But then if you take Muhammad out and just put the statement there, and like, is this statement racist? It would say yes. So wow, it could be we, we could be talking about Muhammad hijab. No, There's no, I recognize that we're talking. No, then it's defending oh. all Muhammad, <laughs> not just for a prophet. <laughs> so, I no. guess so. I have <laughs> no, no, we asked it in a way I think that was clear that we're talking about prof. It's no, I'm kidding. And it builds upon your previous questions in a conversation, so it knows the context. Um yeah. but let's go to the next news because this is juicy. Okay, can we clap for it? Yes. Next news. Next news. The Islamic Republic of Iran exposed as the hacker of Charlie Hebdo. So, on February 3rd, security researchers at Microsoft revealed that a hacking team backed by the Iranian regime allegedly stole and leaked private customer data from the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo. In January of 2023, the magazine was hacked after it published a series of cartoons mocking and criticizing Iran's supreme leader Ayatollah Khamenei and the Islamic Republic. In reaction to the cartoons, Iran publicly summoned the French envoy to Iran, terminated the French research, the French Institute of Research activities in the country, and reevaluated France's cultural activities in Iran. A report by Microsoft stated that the cybersecurity attacks were part of a broader digital influence operation whose techniques were highly similar to pre uh, previously previous activities connected to the Iranian backed hacking teams. The report also
also stated that the hacking group responsible for the cyber attack is reported to be the same one that the U.S. Department of Justice officials identified as having conducted a, quote, multifaceted campaign to interfere during the 2022 presidential election. Armin, did you hear about this? No, I'm hearing it from you for the first time. What the hell? What's yeah. the purpose of this? What is? What do they aim to? What do you think they would accomplish by doing this? Um. So one. Well, okay. What, here's what they actually did. They hacked the website. <laughs> God, I'm just saying hard revenge. Um. They hacked the website and they um then stole the subscriber data. And so in that can if you have the subscriber data, that means that you have identifying information about that individual because the individual has to pay, you know, Charlie Ebdo for the access, which means that they have their name and then their billing address and um, payment information and stuff like that. And so what this hacking group did was they... Um, it was basically like a ransom attack. And so they said that they were going to, let me pull up the exact number. Um, the hacker group also said in their post that they would sell the details of Charlie Hebdo's subscriber base for 20 Bitcoins, which was worth about $470,000, um, a sample of the leaked data was released later on and verified by the French newspaper Le Monde. And it said, this micro researchers at Microsoft said, this information obtained by the Iranian actor could put the magazine subscribers at risk for online or physical physical char- targeting by extremist organizations. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and this is the funny part. Iranian hackers used social media accounts with fake or stolen identities to further expand their operation and criticize the Khamenei cartoon- caricatures. Microsoft said that two social media accounts pretending to be a Charlie Hebdo editor and a technology executive posted the leaked data before Twitter deleted them. So <clears throat> Microsoft revealed that they, a, a, a faction of their disinformation campaign on Twitter, because we already know that the regime does this, but they connected it to this specific action as well. The name of this hacking group in support of the regime is apparently called Holy Souls. Amazing. Um, I think I know what they're doing is, and it goes back to what Qasem is saying. When he said hard revenge, uh, as he's referring to a term that people use, the government uses, because they look weak. If they, they did have, they had caricatures of Khamenei, and if they don't respond, they look like they are weak and pathetic, and they can't um, make their enemies regret what they have done. So they might just do this just to be like, ah, we took their revenge. We showed them that nobody could. It's a thing, in by the way, in the in that culture, you know, you you look as weak and pathetic if somebody takes a jab at you and you have nothing to do back you have to if you you don't look manly and strong if you don't make the other side regret what they have done right so i think this goes th- this hacking incident is just the way as a local a local audience this news so that sh- to show like look anybody they have a they have a saying they say um that means like anybody that comes with anybody who attacks the the people of ali will suffer will will be crushed mm. right so again yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, um, a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Actually, when let me know when they work with, we're done talking about this. I want to mention something about. Yeah, we're done with this. Oh, news. yeah. People are saying, yeah, we have a rat. Exactly. It's khair. It's about honor. It's about honor. Exactly. Thus, uh, here, here's the thing. Baali, Ali okay. He's saying read it right. Like apparently, I wasn't reading. Anyway, so I do want to mention that we understand, guys, because we do do news once a week. There are certain things that happens right before we go live 
like or close to going live that we have not we're not going to be covering in our 10 news items for a week but yes we are aware about the thing that just happened in pakistan so people are mentioning to us that some much worse news has happened in pakistan that we should cover that yes it's already it's already on the things that we're going to be covering it'll probably be our top news of um, the top news next week week. yeah people are saying a man burned alive in pakistan for blasphemy by mob i am very scared and depressed but i'm sorry to hear that and yet d was also confirming in the live chat that that we Mm -hmm. will cover it next week yes guys we thank you for thank you for all of you um telling you know being concerned about this and knowing how important this is and we recognize Mm -hmm. it as well so that's why it will it will be covered for sure yeah i also this is um just a quick side note but i wanted to give a special congratulations to numan because numan just became a mod on our discord so shout out to numan who was like very excited reached out to us and wanted to get involved and you know what I, I sent him to the team and I was like, what do we think? Do we give him our approval? And they're like, yes, he can join. So welcome, Numan. We're happy to have you. And that's also Thank another you. reminder to everyone that you should join our Discord. Link is in the description. There will be people from our community from all over the world. And it's a great place to talk to people and make friends, especially if, like young atheists, you're in Pakistan or community where you can't talk about your feelings of religion publicly. You can make some friends and, um, uh, you know, have a place to talk about how you really feel, um, which is one yeah. of what I, one thing I love about our Discord. So yes, link in yes. the description. Link in the description, guys. Like, let's get our Discord community active so join there and make friends and invite other people to our discord community okay if you guys get the the discord community active uh i will spend more time there and come and hang out and you know answer so try to get the community active so that we have something to Mm -hmm. do okay good Um, also really quickly before we go to the next news i'm sorry if my i'm having some issues with my voice today because i yelled myself hoarse at the demonstration yesterday. <laughs> 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 All day. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty adorable. <laughs> oh, look at this. Oh, young atheist is saying, thanks everyone. You are my family and you are all thing. Yes. Aww. We care about our young atheist friends, especially in dangerous co- countries. So that's why we're mm. here. For- oh, I'm seeing Dr. Ambedkar on the screen. Can- yes. This is clappable news? Yes. Oh, wow. Wow, good news. Good news about, okay, good news related to Indian. Uh, Wait, really quickly. One-Eyed Heathen is asking, Susanna, can you translate that? So that was half of a chant in Farsi. The full chant is, Which is saying... Oh god, this is beautiful. I love this. In Farsi, the translation essentially is like, um, until the mullahs are covered in a funeral shroud, this homeland is not a homeland. Um, so basically it's a poetic way of saying in, in, in until people are dead, this homeland is not a homeland. <laughs> um yes, so yeah. Ta'ahund, like the mullahs, kafan would be the, the funeral shroud, nashabad is like to not become so in Vatan, the homeland and then Vatan nashavad would be like to not become the homeland so all together it's like until the mullahs are shrouded this homeland is not a homeland do you know what i'm doing right now what i am i am putting this time because i'm i'm gonna at one point make a collection of all your best iran related uh revolution related you know rants 
right? So I'm just trying to put the timestamp from this one so that we, I include it in the parts that I want to clip out. But one day I will, I, I'm, I'm trying to find the time to one day clip, like make a video of all the times that you were passionate about the whole thing that happened in Iran and everything you said. <laughs> so this is being, uh, this was at the 51 minute. Yeah. If I don't yeah. write this right now, I'll forget. Okay. Yeah. Guys, somebody, I need somebody. Point. He's saying this doesn't mean to K. I'm not going to say K I L L. This does not mean to K the mullahs. Just it's like remove their role. Um, yeah. But yeah. Iranian chance has a lot of, you know, reference to death. And sometimes it might come, <laughs> um, come across as if you're threatening to kill people. But it's just an, it's just a way. It's a, it's a metaphorical way to refer to being against something rather than actually yeah. wanting to, you know. So yeah. if you say like death to the dictator or death to this this that it means like down with them or i'm against that you know yeah it doesn't i mean sometimes it actually might mean that but not yeah <laughs> but here's the thing for the the iranian opposition chants are so good in persian and they're just not nearly as good in english yes yes they're not nearly yeah. as good in english yeah the magma dictator sounds a lot more like down to the dictator yeah you're right the english version of these chants are not very Oh, hi from Ghana. Hello. Oh, cool. Yes, Ghana. That's great. Me love that. <laughs> Sorry, this other comment from Gossel laugh. Anyways, um, should we do a segment where I learn a new shawar every week and I can come to a, a shawar and teach your audience chants and Persian? Yeah. yeah, Persian chants. That would be fun. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. We could do a whole show on on your... Wait, we could have a stream about all your takes on Iran protests and the chants and the culture and people... Oh my God, how much time do you have? <laughs> We should do that. We should do that one day on Secular Jihadists. I think. That yeah, would... yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or you could just do it on the Persian show and I can translate. You should come back again and give us your takes. You can make a list and you could just mm -hmm. tell us all mm -hmm. your takes. Okay. That is nice. Come to club. Anyways, oh, well, we, should... we, we need Babak for that because then we can, because of all the stuff going on in Vienna, he was involved with that. Yeah. All right. Well, can we clap for the next news? Oh, we did. Yes. Okay. Next news. Next news. First ever anti-caste discrimi discrimination law introduced in America. On January 24th, District 3 City Council member Kasama Sawant submitted a draft ordinance proposing a law against council caste discrimination to the City Council of Seattle, Washington. If approved, this would be the first anti-caste discrimination law in the United States. So Watt wants to add caste discrimination to the list of prejudices outlawed in workplaces in Seattle, which already include gender, age, race, and sexual orientation. So Watt stated at a news conference, quote, we know that caste discrimination has been growing in the United States across many industries, including technology, construction, restaurants, and the service industry, and in domestic work. Caste discrimination is increasingly an increasingly grave contributor to workplace discrimination and bias. Sawant added that the area's elected officials have a duty to address caste discrimination and not let it be invisible in the eyes of the local populace. Several other South, Asia, South Asian organizations, including the Ambedkar Association of North America, Ambedkar International Center, and the Ambedkar King Study Circle, helped Sawant draft the ordinance. Now, 
I have this. Well, this is this is going to be maybe a little bit spicy because I don't think I'm going to have the opinion on this that most people are thinking. Now, Armin. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I am a born and raised Seattleite. This is happening in my city. And to be clear, if this is passed, this would be a law that would only be applicable within the city of Seattle. Only in the city of Seattle. Now, I... Tell me if my thinking is wrong. I am. I don't know how to feel about this. Wait, your audio got cut again because your crappy Wi-Fi in your hotel. Can you repeat your question again? Okay. I don't know how I feel about this because I hate this city council member so much. Oh, her? Like, I passionately dislike this specific politician because of all of the other BS she has pulled in Seattle. So mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel about this. Because well, I don't like her. And okay. <laughs> she, she is a, pardon the expression, but this is just how I feel about it. This woman is like a psycho socialist. The best okay. news that I heard when I was researching this news is that she announced that this will be her last ever term as a Seattle City Council member. I was like, thank God she's on the way out. So, <laughs> Because I don't like her. I don't like her agendas. I don't like her. But this action is good. Do you think this action is good? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm losing my mind. Um, (laughs) I'm asking you, but this one action of her is good. And you're like... Okay, Seth, I mean, I don't know what else she has done that you don't like, but can we look at this one action by her in isolation and say that this is good? Okay, I did not read the language of the ordinance itself. This is just proposed, okay? This still has to go through an entire process to get improved by Seattle and the entire city council. I don't know if it will be. Um... I'll read that comment in a second. Um, and so, yeah, to be to be honest, I did not actually the language of this proposed ordinance. So I don't know if there's some stuff thing. in there that I wouldn't be into. Because they can sneak in, some things in there. In and general, I feel like she probably snuck some socialism into this. Separate the consequences of this from the individual. The individual is her own judgment. This yeah. action itself is going to bring attention to um, anti-caste discrimination. So this by itself is a positive. The fact that more people are going to be aware of how significant anti-caste discrimination is. By the way, guys, for people who think that we are anti-India for bringing attention to anti-caste discrimination, okay? So may may I remind you that casteism is an Indian thing, but anti-caste... South Asian. South Asian. Okay, it's a South Asian thing. But so is anti-casteism. So, sorry. Yes, so anti... No, sorry. The fight against anti-caste discrimination. That is also an East Asian. as in what I'm as you see in the picture on the screen okay I'm, you, you don't get more Indian than Dr. Ambedkar and Facts. Dr. Ambedkar was yeah the, when I think India I don't think caste discrimination I think Dr. Ambedkar and Dr. Ambedkar that's hot <laughs> Is <laughs> Dr. Ambedkar is as anti-caste discrimination as you can get. So, mm-hmm. so bringing attention to these issues in India—that's not anti-India. It's you know because we also get Dr. Ambedkar. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. Um, <laughs> no man from in- no man who's in India is saying I am anti-India. <laughs> and then young atheist who's in Pakistan is I am anti-Pakistan. <laughs> oh, oh, guys, don't do that. No, no, no. no but I mean, I think what they mean is they're anti-nationalist. 
They're both very anti-nationalist. You're Don't anti-nationalist. Be anti- no, no, I'm. I'm not. Nationalism anti- depends on, depends on your definition by nationalism. If if by nationalism you mean that you believe in the utility of the nation states and the integrity of the borders, then I believe in nationalism. If by nationalism you mean that you believe in the superiority of the people of a nation relative to other people, then I'm not a national. It depends on your definition of national, right? But India again. See, Katie, Katie has a good point. Saying that's the father of the Indian constitutions on, on the on the cover. How do you get more Indian? Yes, again, for people who say, I hate India, this is, you know, how can you not be happy that this is the father of your constitution? Dr. Ambedkar, you should be a source of admiration and everything. Um, so, okay. when it comes to the yeah. general conversation about solidifying policies that it says it is illegal or against maybe a university's policies to discriminate against someone on the basis of caste, on its face, I'm fully behind it. However, I have to say that I still have a lot of questions remaining about how that would be implemented in real life. The language of that is really important and we have to be honest in the, that's not very necessarily the word I want to use. People have genuine concerns that an anti-caste discrimination policy would basically submit South Asian people for an extra level of scrutiny that other that wouldn't apply to other groups. And I think that could be a genuine concern. And um, I still have questions about how that, that would be. That sounds more like before. Christians feeling that they're being discriminated against because of, um, you know, fighting discrimination against LGBT, for example. Like, if Christians, if Christians come and say, like, I mean, that's a self-report, isn't it? Like, if, if you are... <laughs> it could be, if, but not necessarily. It's a self-report because if you are a Christian and we have anti-LGBT um, discrimination laws... And like, hey, I feel personally attacked. I like, well, that says something about you now, doesn't it? <laughs> right. So again, I think like if you have anti uh, laws that is fighting a caste discri- anti caste discrimination, and you're like, well, I think you're targeting the Hindu community. I'm like, well, that says something. You know, maybe a little bit of something about the Hindu community if you feel like you're being personally targeted with this law. No, it's it's in it's in the fact that when we're talking about caste per se there are caste systems that exist around the world let's be clear but yeah when we say caste in general we're referring to the kind that originates out of south asia so when institutions or a city making a law talking about preventing a certain kind of discrimination they have to define what that means and they are defining that it originates from a specific part of the global community and therefore other people that come from that specific part of the global community are going to be the ones that are examined for the specific for exhibiting the specific kind of discrimination versus a European it is mostly isn't going to be this would be very unusual for them to get like an accusation of caste discrimination so what, I have had friends who are let me finish I have friends that are atheist republic members who have said I hate caste it's a horrible part of the community that I came from but I have questions about will they be scrutinized more than other people because they come from a South Asian community I think that's a that's a fair question and and I'm, that doesn't mean let me finish that I'm going to throw the baby out with the bathwater right I still think that overall this is probably a good thing worth pursuing but I believe that that is a genuine question that needs to be considered carefully I think that's a fair position yeah I mean I think that it's just it's fair to be kind of weirded out by me going out and asking Indian people Indian person 
if they are a white supremacist okay so that would be like what are you talking okay so in the same way it would be weird if i go ask you know a swedish person if they are anti-dalit you know if they have something against dalit <laughs> <laughs> so i mean this is sad reality i don't know what to do but that that's what's different the the laws or policies that we have on the books do not use the word like supremacist like aryan supremacy it's like not that they're again it's it's about race in general which is broad and generalized and globalized to all peoples so that a racism towards one person it's not singular it could be going both ways da 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 whereas the cast is very specific for <laughs> <laughs> the cast is very specific towards one community. It's a difficult question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the answer is, but I don't know. I like yeah. to you know think about these things more com- in a more complex way. But that comes from Prometheus. I want to acknowledge as much as me and Susanna get accused for being anti-Indian, most of the anti-Indian sent you know sentiments here on Atheist Republic comes from Indians in our live chats. Okay, so it's not, it's not me and Susie. Um, okay, by the way, we're getting a lot of donations, and I need to address that. First of all, um, Secular Sakai just donated a hundred dollars to our GoFundMe and made us reach the five thousand. So for people who don't know, our GoFundMe is the fund that we have to fight legal bat- like India this is India related because in India we have me and Susanna have a lot of uh, legal documents filed against us including police reports so Secular Sakai just managed to make us reach the 5,000 mark so oh thank you God! so much Secular that's amazing that. this man yeah, th- he does yeah. too much for us holy crap also we got another super chat by um, GJ GJ, GJ. gave us 22 euros wow thank you GJ he's saying hi thank GJ you. here by sheer fluke I woke up in the middle of the night and your timing stings as usual for everyone in western africa and europe <laughs> we're gonna change that i think well something. i mean yeah. we have this is our show for a north american audience we have a show for people on the other side of the world and secular jihadists my friend secular jihadists yeah secular jihadists is the show that we have for the people in europe so go subscribe to secular jihadists um yeah um yeah just search for secular jihadists. i also want to uh, mention this one Somebody is like happy that we have Dr. Ambedkar. Baba Sahib. Yeah, this saying, bro, Baba Sahib, what the F is happening? Bro, in the house. I also highlighted this, and then after I highlighted, I noticed that the profile picture, it's a weird mix. Is that our logo mixed with Hindu stuff? No, I mean, it just happens to be a lion and a horse, but the rest of it looks very different. Susie, we don't have lions and horses on Chris. We have like lions with crowns and horses and unicorns mostly then this is the this is an exact copy of our logo and the horse and the lion is ex- the style no, of it's our logo different. it's different it's, it's a circle in the middle and a lion on the left and a it's horse on the right Gal- like diva something something i know it's a version it's of our logo did no, you is not. this a version of okay so very similar <laughs> Um, and also for the no, it's not, it's okay. I mean, I like it if it's a if it's a twist on our logo. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying it's exactly our logo. I mean, I mean, it's inspired. It seems like it's inspired by our logo. No, no, Look, no, no. I'm okay, looking it sure. up right now. This seems old. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> another comment was by Anne. Um, Anne is saying I would like to make new friends here. Uh, so our, um, Anne is from Ghana, by the way. 
right? And I actually do want us to build a bigger community in Africa. Really good, okay? Anna's saying, I would like to make a new, um, make new friends here. And moreover, I love making new friends. Guys, this is why you need to go and join our Discord community, okay? Well, let's get that community active. Link to our Discord is in the description. Join our Discord server on a public, and we will make that a place where people could make friends and talk to each other. And yeah, so yeah, and no man would be the admin. So yeah, guys, please do that. Okay, we're gonna try to make and globally connect atheists together on our Discord. By the way, we're also looking for a moderator on our Reddit. So if anyone is interested in doing that, please contact me. Yes. On Instagram or my email, which is Suzanne at atheistrepublic.com. Mm-hmm. I need to advertise that more, actually. Anyways, let's go to the next news. Oh, yes. I don't have a ready to get the next Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I clap this Malaysian one, right? Yeah, this is ridiculous. Can I clap? Um, uh, yeah. Okay, next news. Next news. Malaysian official says Islamophobia should be criminalized. Okay. Recently, a senior Malaysian official suggested criminalizing Islamophobia and demanded a quote-unquote firmer response from Muslim countries in response to the recent events in Sweden involving the burning of the Quran by a far-right activist, Ramsmus Paludan. In an interview with the Turkish state-run news agency, Anna Dulu Agency, or AA for short, Abdul Razak Ahmad said, quote, anything that is Islamophobic can actually be considered as something that is criminal in nature. So much like anti-Semitism is a criminal offense in many other countries. He also stated that only a few Muslim countries like Turkey and Saudi Arabia had demonstrated leadership in combating Islamophobia. He stressed that other Muslim countries should be more responsive toward the problem. He pointed out that Western countries need to be quote-unquote realistic by saying, quote, they can burn 1,000 or 1 million Qurans, but you can never eliminate the teaching of Islam from the hearts and minds of the Muslim. While countries like well, yeah, exactly. While countries like Canada have taken steps to combat anti-Muslim bigotry amid, amid attacks against Muslims, countries like Malaysia have long penalized speech and acts insulting Islam and even criminalized apostasy. So, okay, give I need a second to go on a rant here. I need a second to go on a rant. So, here's the deal. Last week we talked about how Canada as a country has recently established a new first ever special representative on combating Islamophobia. That is the official title of this representative. And we talked about how, well, that woman who was given that position has her fair share of controversy herself. Regardless, the purpose of that position is to advise the government on how to help prevent bigotry toward Muslims who have experienced deadly attacks in the Canadian nation. This is a goal, a vision, a value that we share because we are liberals and we fight for the protection of minorities. We fight for pluralism. But when we talked about that story, we talked about why it is honestly a bit devastating that they the official title of this position contains the word Islamophobia in it. And this story with this Malaysian official is the exact reason why. Because this official is saying that quote-unquote Islamophobia needs to be made illegal. And when he says that, he, because I can give you more statements for him so we all have the proper context, right? But I can tell you that his context is about insult criticism to Islam. Based on the parts of the 
the interview that I saw translated, it does not talk about the safety of Muslims once. It is about the sanctity of Islam and protecting that. And so this is why using the word Islamophobia when we are talking about the real threat that some people face is such a giant disaster, especially coming from a Western liberal democracy like Canada. Because it validates the same language that this freaking Malaysian official uses in a country where saying, I don't want to be a Muslim anymore, is criminalized. And this is a little bit of a sidebar, but when he's like, these Western countries, they need to be realistic. They can never eliminate the teachings of the Quran from the minds of millions of Muslims. You can you can burn all the ones you want, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we all know that. You guys have half as, like, you, you memorize it. Then why are you acting so freaking insecure about the whole situation? <laughs> okay, I needed to get that out of my system. Armin, go ahead. I mean, that is that is such a good point, Susie. I um, that that is, I want people to completely understand what Susie is saying. Okay, so Canada taking action to fight against anti-Muslim discrimination. That's a good thing. We want to see that. Okay, I'm making that what Susie said. I'm trying to simplify it. That's good. Calling it Islamophobia, it's problematic. And you guys, so many people think that maybe we're being too picky. Who cares what they call it if they are fighting the right thing? We are acknowledging that anti-Muslim bigotry is the real thing and that it needs to be fought against. So if they're calling anti-Muslim bigotry Islamophobia, who cares? We all know that we need to be on the right side of standing against anti-Muslim bigotry. They're calling it Islamophobia. Get over it. But Susie is now showing you, using this news article, to show you what the problem is because islamophobia is a term that is meant for many people for most muslims i would say to be referring to fighting islam saying things against islam it's not about people it's not about attacking muslims okay we want to protect muslims we don't want to protect islam and because that is the wide meaning of islamophobia the main meaning of islamophobia is about people's positions against the religion not about muslims themselves when you in canada one of the most advanced countries one of the most liberal countries in the world that is seen as a role model to free speech secularism liberalism comes and says that we have now government officials that is meant to focus in fighting islamophobia now you are normalizing the idea that this is this is now the global standard to be against islamophobia but what does islamophobia mean in other places it means this and now canada has led the way this is why using the right words are so important and i'm so glad that susanna is like because i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna think on I, it wouldn't have crossed my mind to connect these together and make that point so well done oh i thank you i mean i think because when we talk about the problem we have with the canadian situation it can be people can be like we're trying to help people not get like assaulted for their like for being beliefs or being a minority like what's the problem with that and in the in this news in contrast helps highlight why we have that contention because let's hear another quote from this politician just to make this even more clear about what this is really about quote I think our concern about Islamophobia is really about the globalization of Islamophobia, how Islam has been misinterpreted, how Islam has been subject 
subject to hatred by people who have a minimum understanding of the religion. It's a very narrow understanding of the religion itself. So, and then he goes on to say, freedom of expression, freedom of thought, freedom of speech can never be at the expense of undermining other people's religion, undermining faith, or undermining coexistence. Notice how he said that Islam has been subject to hatred, not Muslims have been subject to hatred. This is exactly why you get a bigger reaction from these people when a Quran is being burned than when Muslims are being attacked, individual Muslims are even being killed, right? This is why you see an atheist republic who, which is a channel that is against Islam and other religions, that our channel, okay, the amount of attention that we have brought to the discriminations against Muslims in China and, uh, and in India is more than all the English Islamic, main English Islamic channels combined. So you could see more videos on Ali Daba, Muhammad Hijab, um, you know, all these other smiles with Jannah, all these main English Islamic channels. You could see more videos about them talking about Quran burnings or people having positions against Islam than talking about the way Muslims are being treated in India and in China. Most, mostly in China, actually. Let's focus on that, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I, Atheist Republic, we have, if you add all the times that these people have talked about Muslims in China, if you, all these channels combined together, it will be less than this atheist channel bringing attention. Because this channel apparently cares more about Muslims than those Islamic channels. Because they care about protecting Islam, not protecting Muslims. So we have to show the difference here. Yeah. I mean, I think they care about protecting Muslims, but just not as much as protecting Islam. Not as much. Yeah, not as much. Yeah. yeah. Because it's um, more about... Uh, because protecting Muslims is, is the dunya. Protecting Islam is about the akhirat, right? So okay. it's, it's okay. basically the competition of what matters in this life and what matters in the afterlife. So yeah. Muslim Muslims being attacked, hurt, it doesn't take away their afterlife. It takes away this life. And this life is not permanent. So even if you, I don't know, kill or abuse Muslims, all you have done is you have caused um, some some misery for them in, in their temporary life. But taking away Islam, the Quran, the religion, someone's deen, someone's belief, that is more damaging because that will take away their eternal life. So that's yeah. why the priority is over the religion rather than yeah. the Muslim this life. Yeah. This guy also had some like very interesting comments basically praising Turkey's soft power that I would want to get into, but it's getting a little bit like too detailed for probably most of our audience but there was one more point i wanted to make because this is important so this politician the senior official he talked about how oh well they there are places in the world where anti-semitism is illegal so therefore islamophobia quote-unquote should be is illegal and i looked this up and based on my understanding which basically i mean i can't look up every law in the world right but a little bit of research i did when people say anti-semitism is illegal what my understanding is that it's anti-semitism under the broader category of a hate crime so an anti-semitic hate crime is illegal not necessarily because it's anti-semitic but because it's a hate crime <laughs> you know the the main problem is that in places like france you have things like um it is illegal to deny the big H. We don't say the word here, uh, the, the really bad thing that happened to the Jewish people in World War II. It's illegal to promote denying that event, right? And this is one of the reasons why I say that I oppose that law in France. Because, not because I think that what it's trying to prevent is a good thing. I don't like people that deny that that event happened. Let me be clear. Um, but because that prohibition on a, 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 a free expression is then used to validate their positions on 
unreasonably curtailing other people's free expression when it comes to Islamic criticism, essentially. They just point the finger and they go, well, they do it over there. Why can't we do it for this? Da, da, da. First of all, I think it's these are different comparisons. Like one is about a crime against humanity and then one is like a sacred religion, right? Those are already different, but one of them happened to a religious group of people, right? But either way, like neither of these restrictions should be in place. But because one is this one in France, for example, is already in place, they then go, oh, well, this is a good reason why we should have it over here. And we're going to use it to protect Islam, not Muslims. So, yeah. Um, anyways, we, we do need to move on. I just there's a whole bunch of comments. Um, so we got a super chat by um, GJ. GJ. GJ gave saying us a negative. Saying, Thank you so much for the support. Saying negative. Secular jihadist is not atheist republic. Don't brush me off with a pacifier. Okay, so Susanna, you're hearing the demands of the people that we changed the show. Do you want to we could address that maybe off air? We actually have been thinking about moving it mm-hmm. but we'll have to do that. We'll have to have another discussion about it. Yeah, so again me and Susanna's times are also our schedule is we have it, we, it has to work with me and Susanna's schedule as well because see what works for us but we, we, we're trying our best we're trying our best. We have heard your requests okay? Other people could also come and let us know what works best for them but we are trying to do our best to make it work for more okay so thank you for bringing it to our attention and we just got another super chat it will show up very soon um here so thank you so much again gj with the six zeros saying the term islamophobia renders human rights to a system of ideas called islam and it's constantly used to shut down debate exactly yep, that's exactly you said it yourself yeah and <laughs> this comment by gaijin american just really gets me <laughs> so gaijin american is yelling at this malaysian official saying stand up to the prc you spiners cantankerous cowards <laughs> If you care so much about Islamophobia, why don't you go fight China over the fact that they have Muslims in concentration camps? Why don't you talk about that? Right after they fight France, because fighting France over Muhammad cartoons takes priority. Fighting France over Muhammad cartoons is more important than fighting China over putting one million Muslims and more in concentration What's their thought process? They're like, oh, don't worry. They'll understand. <laughs> what? Um, Ridiculous. Yeah. By the way, young atheist uh, just asked, please post a post or link the Discord link. Yes, I did. I did. By the way, it's still under. Thank you guys for joining our Discord. Again, go there. It might be a little bit quiet there right now, but go and make it active so more people, when they come to our Discord, they see that it's active. So it's your job to make it active. So thank you for that. Um, and Susie, you comment. You highlighted a whole bunch of other comments. Oh, no, that's fine. Let's go to the next news. Okay, let's go. Okay, bring it up. Ooh, back to India. Oh yeah, this is uh this freaking crazy. Clappable? Crazy. This is not clappable. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you, Newman. He's gonna make our Discord active. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Oh, I was I wasn't clapping, that was going. All right, next news. Next news. Extremist monk sparks outrage by asking Hindus to K-I-L-L Muslims and Christians. Okay, let me start off this segment by saying, Dear YouTube, let us all pray to gods right now, everyone. Raise your hand. Dear YouTube gods, we are not talking 
we're not promoting violence against any group of individuals. We are merely talking about other people that are saying dangerous things. And we are talking about this so that we can condemn them and prevent other people from holding these ideas and spreading them themselves. This is firmly against any hate speech. And we are talking about it for the purposes of education and raising awareness. Okay. Now that we have said our prayer to the YouTube gods, let us talk about this story. <laughs> okay. On February 5th, at Delhi's uh, Jantar Mantar, various Hindutva groups organized events where calls for killing Muslims and Christians were made. A video of the event went viral on social media, where a Hindu spiritual leader, uh, whose name is Devendra Krishna Shastri, is seen urging the Hindu community to take up arms and kill Muslims and Christians. He asked, quote, when will you slay and kill? After all of you die, when will Will you kill them? When will you kill Muslims and Christians? He oh my okay. I think we need to I think we need yeah. to again say YouTube. I think at this point we need to again cut this here and tell YouTube again that this is just the news. We are against any form of violence. I them this is evil. We do not stand for this. We're just reporting what this, this, we, what's happening on the news and we're trying to bring attention to a problematic. Okay? Exactly. We're not. Yeah, so, um, okay, go we're going to have to say that a third time after this next quote. <laughs> um, oh, no. He urged he urged the Hindus to have access to weapons at all times in their homes and kill anyone who would, quote unquote, attack them. Keep Shastra arms in your in one hand and Shastra. I can't pronounce it the different ways, but um, Shastra religious scriptures in the other. It's like a play on words. Whoever attacks our community, our scriptures, our mothers, our sisters, convict them of sedition and shoot them at the board. Kill them on the road, the monk said. YouTube, uh, once again, this is the quote of someone who we are condemning. We yes. do not stand for this. We are against it. Okay. Stop it. Don't stop you. Although no legal actions were taken. This is so crazy. Although no legal actions were taken against any event speakers, a note issued by the Delhi police, excuse me, a, a notice was issued by the Delhi police against Molotix, an online portal, who, portal that reported on these events. An, uh, an, Anudeep Jagalan, the founder and director of Molotix, replied to the Delhi forces in a tweet about the notice saying, I'm still confused. Why would you send this to us i hope such a notice must have gone to these saffron clad criminals too so just to clarify that legal action was not taken against the people openly inciting violence but against the journalists that reported it what should i repeat that yes they did not take action against the person inciting violence but against the journalist agency that reported on shared a video of it is this are you sure this is not iran we're talking india this is india it's not yeah, iran. Yeah, yeah. this is in delhi okay. just check just checking to make sure that arresting journalists for reporting the news is no, not they weren't something. arrested they were issued a notice okay damn lights up on sorry okay. this is so wild this is so wild like one of the people on our team sent this to me as a news suggestion and i it's just like i what do you even say i think i re like replied something along the lines of like this, this dude has no chill like you think of monks monks are supposed to be like you know finding nirvana they're supposed to be like blissed out they're supposed to be like non-attack they're supposed to you know like have sources of wisdom that transcend you know our own ego and this is the guy's the complete reverse of that like i have seen so much some some of the most extremely hateful things i have ever heard of ever have come from hindu monks 
Blake, what is... I, I, I just don't even know what to say. I really don't even know what to say. Armin, I mean, what is your reaction? I mean... <laughs> well, Mohsen Khan in the live chat is saying, thanks to our beloved Modi, India has become much much more like a fascist, intolerant, religious, fanatic, authoritative regime. Yes, and this is supposed to be the largest secular democracy in the world. Yes, this is... If you're not Indian and you think this is an Indian issue, you are wrong. The world's largest secular democracy, having both its democracy democratic and secular values being threatened this is a threat to the planet this is a step backwards for the planet not just for the not just for india so you have to take this very very serious we did get a yeah hmm? i will read the super chat but it's not related to the news so i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait until we're done uh there's a comment by prometheus in which state is this again um this hap- well delhi what what state is delhi in like let me double check i can't remember off the top of my head all right um prometheus is also saying at least we don't like uh, okay i did okay so this is actually a very good point prometheus is making fun of the people who say every time we criticize hinduism uh there are some hindu people like they come and say some some hindu apologists who come and say at least we don't behead people at least we don't kill people well you don't have that excuse anymore oh delhi is union territory yeah well delhi is its own state i think as well like it's a city and a, a union territory no no it's it's kind of it doesn't it, I, th- I think it's like washington dc yeah yeah exactly washington dc is not a state it's its own thing yeah um katie's saying i remember reading about a bill or law which basically said that all journalism needs to be approved by the government so there goes free press out of window god help um us. yeah let me actually oh, wait, i want to make a very important correction the person that said this was not devendra krishna shastri but the event was held in support of him so i want to clarify that he wasn't the one that actually said that all right so because that's an important correction one night heathen is saying are other hindus condemning this monk have you seen condemnations i'm assuming there is like i mean first of all usually the answer to this even without me checking is yes probably yes india is a big country like of course you're gonna find hindus condemning but was it like the question is like how how much are they? Is it like is it a big thing or is it not that um but yeah i'm sure many hindus will be condemned of course i mean no yeah yeah so yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure you could find millions of hindus um there's that let me see if there's any other comments related to no so let me, now the rest of the comments are not related to the news gj with another six zero super chat thank you so much for your support the post is is, is islam's prophet not worth more to allah than an infinite number of muslims mm, yes and no you could find contradictory hadith on this there are beliefs that i mean if you want to go shia because that that's that's stuff is going to get really wacko so there is this hadith that says that um allah created everything for the sake of prophet muhammad or was that ali uh, yeah for the sake of prophet muhammad so in that sense he is worth more than everybody else but we also have hadith saying all muslims are equal so i mean given that muhammad is a muslim and every other muslim is a muslim that will contradict that so yeah you have you have contradictory reports on that islam group and um, there's that and also this is a very interesting comment uh one night he's saying i really love how people are so tuned in to world politics over here i learned so much from uh, for my being here even listen to an audiobook that was suggested to me here ah that's very awesome. good yeah yes. this is one thing yes. i love the most about our community is like we're very we pay attention to stuff way outside our own countries our own bubbles and one of the heathen is saying i clap with you guys when you do 
next news now. So I'm just imagining one night news, just like listening to us by uh, somewhere and just going next news every time we do it. <laughs> Sometimes I watch our shows back so I can like pay attention and give myself like notes and stuff. And I still clap when I'm watching too. You do? Really? That's adorable. I like that. Um, and also this one. Prometheus is saying too many channels on Discord. So confusing. But for people who are new on Discord, it could be a little bit confusing at first. But once you get used to it, Discord will it will make sense. Okay, just like just you know navigate around, and eventually it will get kind of yeah. For Discord some reason, in general, it's not even like just our server. Discord in general, I find very confusing because everyone runs their server a little bit differently. Anyways, yes, but yeah. but again, link to our Discord server is in the description please go there and try to make it active that would actually really be helpful to our community if you go there and just make it active. yeah um, in fact if you if you find a story that you want to see us talk about on this show you can tell us on our discord okay is the next oh no the next news is not clear oh no this is, is there, really sad yeah, okay. okay next news is from iraq and yeah okay next news next news honor killing of iraqi youtuber sparks mass outrage on january 31st First, a young female Iraqi YouTube star was murdered by her father in the southern province of uh, Diwaniya. The victim was identified as 22-year-old uh, Tiba Al-Ali. The news of this murder was announced by Iraq's Interior Ministry spokesman Saad Man on Twitter. Tiba had gained a sizable following on YouTube with her channel garnering over 25,000 subscribers. A police source verified that Tiba traveled to Turkey with her family in 2017, but refused to return with them and chose to stay in Turkey instead, where she had lived ever since. She posted contents about her daily life, which often featured her fiancé Mohammed. She was visiting family in Iraq recently to, quote, resolve the family dispute in a definitive manner. Upon her death, unverified audio recordings of Tiba and her father's conversations show that Tiba fled because she was RAPE'd by her brother, but nevertheless her father disapproved of her choice to live in Turkey. Her father admitted that he killed her in his initial confession. Tiba's murder ignited outrage among Iraqis on social media who held protests in Baghdad on February 5th. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I think this is really important to talk about because it highlights a few broader I mean one this is like a young woman who lost her life because she wanted to live somewhere safer for herself where she didn't have to be in community with her brother who did one of the most horrific things you can do to someone let alone your own sister okay and then it it plays into broader issues like this is so crazy to me let me pull up the exact quote so that I don't misreport it because I couldn't believe this um where is it to date no law in iraq criminalizes domestic violence wait you could just there's nothing there's no laws you could just just you just beat your wife or your daughter and this is what was reported in al jazeera a few days ago oh wow to date no law in iraq criminalizes domestic violence a draft domestic violence law was first introduced into parliament in 2014 but progress has stalled amid widespread political opposition from legislators who believe that it would quote erode iraq's social fabric and yeah un 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 unfriendly atheist is saying that's islam so like we talk about this often when it comes to honor killings armin especially when it comes from an islamic context that 
technically the honor killing itself is not Islamic. It's not technically halal, all this stuff. But that but is what is Islamic. Yeah, what, yeah, abuse. What, what is Islamic is that if you do kill your own flesh and blood, there is less punishment if that person is a female. If it is, it's less punishment if it is your own daughter. And that's reflected in Iraq's penal codes right now. If you kill your own daughter or sister, there is less punishment than if it was a man that was killed. And then it's also reflective of Islam in the sense that we know, like Surah 434, that beating is actively mandated in certain contexts. And so when people are saying, we can't have a domestic violence law, anti-domestic violence law, because it would erode our social fabric. Mm. These are some of the broader... Like, that's coming from somewhere. <laughs> right. Am I making sense? Yeah. So, basically, let me, let me, I will rephrase this and you let me know if I'm bas- making sense. Or, okay. So, what is not allowed in Islam is for you to kill your wife, your daughter, or your sister. That is not allowed in Islam. Okay. There's, that is condemned in Islam. However, honor killing is still related to Islam for three reasons. So, again, killing, killing your wife, killing your daughter, killing your sister, haram, it's a sin in Islam. But Islam okay, tells you, not, not only allows it, but mandates it that you beat your disobedient wife after you try two other things if it doesn't work. And that makes it, that does two things. It normalizes physical violence on women, and it also makes it difficult for you to have laws that protects women, because that would be un-Islamic laws, if you want to introduce that, because you're basically challenging the Quran. So that's the first reason why honor killings are more likely in when Islam is being adhered to. Two, Islam requires there's less punishment for killing of women in your family than men. So, for example, if you kill your son, you will get a much more Islamically, for example, in Iran, you get a much more severe punishment than if you kill your own daughter. And even in Iran, for example, we have no punishments for you if you kill your wife in an act of jealousy, if you catch your wife in, in the moment of cheating, right? So if you do that, then you're completely excused by the law. So if you, in that specific condition, right? Um, so the lack of punishment. So if you kill, for example, if you kill your own daughter in Iran, you could go to prison and you will be released very shortly. Yeah. So my, sometimes for the, but based on that calculation, a lot of fathers decide like, okay, that's not that long of a, I'll go to prison for two years, but I will have cleared my family's name. So two years is worth. So because of the re- less of a punishment, more men will decide that this is worth doing, right? And the third reason why Islam is responsible for, you know, um, honor killing um, is because of the qayrat and shame culture and modesty culture and the whole, the the thing that drives men to go and cleanse their honor is the idea that this is shameful, disgusting, and this brings dishonor to the family and to you as a man who can't control your woman. So even though Islam doesn't tell you to go kill them, the fact that the level of disgust and shame associated with having women in your family that goes to does sexual things that you are or revealing things that you do not approve of that level of disgust is the main driver why people even go do these honor killings so in that in that respect islam is, is also responsible for, so for these three reasons even though islam doesn't tell you to go do honor killing for these three reasons islam is still responsible for honor does that make sense completely definitely okay. um yeah it's really sad there was one quote that i wanted to read by an iraqi female politician 
politician that I think sums it up very well. One second. Um, uh, where did it go? Okay, so um, here's the quote. Women in our societies are hostage to backward customs due to the absence of legal deterrence and government measures, which are currently not commensurate with the size of domestic vi- domestic violence crimes, wrote veteran politician a la uh, Talibani on Twitter. And I think that... Oh no, just like sums up the issue very well. Um, D is asking, uh, she asked, is there anything like DCWF in Muslim countries? I don't know what DCWF is. Um, yeah. Like, is there, if there is obvious abuse, is there any state agency that can get involved? That's a good question. Muslim, I don't know. But it depends on the Muslim country. I think there, there might be in some of them, yes, and some of them, no. What about no. Iran? Do they have social services for uh, abused women? I would get, I would guess yes. I think I would guess there would be but again i don't know how how much capable what resources do they have and what they can do it could be mm-hmm. so it's like it's usually it's not that black and white it's not like oh you have these in some in you know western or more advanced countries and you just it's just completely absent in these islamic it's most it's mostly it's mostly a, like a spectrum right so you have it somewhat present in some islamic countries it might be close to zero in some of them there might be some you know a huge presence of them in like in Iran, but maybe they're limited because of the Islamic laws on what they can do and how much they can fight. So again, it's a spectrum and you have to like, I know even in one country, it could be different. Like for example, what I would guess without checking, I could be wrong about this, right? I would assume that in Tehran, you would find a lot more resources like that than cities in Sistan, Baluchistan, for example. Like I would assume that um, a, a husband beating their wife is going to be more likely to be able to get away with it in Iran if they live in Sistan, Baluchistan um, compared to living in Tehran. Again, I'm not saying it's an absolute thing. I'm just saying more likely. It's not like it's not that black and white right so it really depends um can you go wait pause pause is in iran are you out of your mind why what happened i don't get this like because you're just talking about like oh in iran they might actually have these kinds of systems blah, blah, blah. like people have a stereotype about what iran is like i don't know i don't know if we want to get into this all right now because wait hold on let me see um let me show you something maybe maybe you want me to if i could find this no we should go to the next I... segment no no i want to make me uh break your mind um <laughs> well you do that every day what's special about this one <laughs> Ah, crap, can't find it. So, what I wanted to find a video of is in Iran, in Tehran. So, like, Iran, like, Iran is an Islamic country, right? But if you go to the rich areas, there is, I was going to find a video of a very luxurious cafe in Iran that has a pool and has, like, an area, but it's, and and a salon, right? Mm -hmm. For dog owners, and the whole point of the salon and the pool and the activities is for their dogs. So, rich people come and pay a lot of money with their dog so for their dogs to have their nail done have their like get the haircut have this swim in the pool get petted get massaged mm-hmm. and you know in islam having dogs dogs is like haram right but again there is a difference made for rich people rich people there's this, this very luxurious cafe where the, where the owners come and they're served and it's very high-end looking and the dogs are you know 
being having the time of their life uh, and their staff there there waiting to you know respond to the, all the owners needs and everything so again your experience might will vary depending on what class of society you're in so even in an islamic country like iran you have that you have that cafe so if i could find that video you would be very anyways okay let's, um let's move on. can i clap for the the can I clap for the next? Yes, this next news was fascinating. It takes some twists and turns. All right. Next news. Mass arrests from child marriage crackdown trigger Indian women to protest. So let's be clear. They're not protesting against child marriage. They're protesting against the crackdown on child marriage. But it is not. This was very interesting to me. There's many different angles here. Since February 3rd, more than 2,400 people in the Indian state of Assam have been arrested, which include husbands and relatives of alleged child brides, along with priests who conducted the marriages. Hundreds of women have protested against the measure initiated by the Assam state government. Uh, Himantha Bishwa uh, Sarma, Assam's chief minister, that's basically like the governor, stated that the government received police reports regarding child marriages that have named more than 8,100 people. He also told the authorities to act with zero tolerance. For context, although it's illegal for girls under 18 to marry in India, the practice persists in many parts of the country, poverty and patriarchal patriarchal, patriarchal traditions. However, there are exceptions for Muslims in the country who mostly get married under Muslim personal law, and it is legal for girls to marry once they reach puberty. So for people who don't know, there are different laws for different religions in India. So if you're a Muslim in India, you have different laws available and you can get married younger than everyone else. Government data reports that more than two out of every 10 girls are married before they turn 18. The protesting women said the men were arrested by by the authorities or were the primary breadwinners for their families and that they were completely dependent on them. Quote, my husband works in the fields and I'm completely dependent on him, one woman told reporters, adding that she doesn't know how to seek legal help since she only has a primary school level of education. She is bringing up a very good point. She's saying this is why it is important for women to be educated and financially independent. So, oh my goodness, there's so much going on here. There, there's so much going on here and it really the more i looked into the story i I became very very interested so for context assam is a state in the very eastern edge of india that borders Bangladesh. And so it has a very high Muslim population, especially in comparison to many other states in India. And there's a lot of tension with the Muslim population there. Now, the chief minister of this state, Assam, is part of the BJP, which is a very Hindu nationalist party that takes very hardline stance against the Muslim population in general. And so there's a a lot of context here because he's having a very firm crackdown on child marriage in the state and he's saying we we're only hitting the tip of the iceberg we're gonna keep doing this crackdown until um a, we have to keep we're going to keep this crackdown going on until the next elections in the state which were reportedly 2026 and he said some a quote along the lines of like for us to ban or banish child marriage 
for future generations, one generation will have to suffer. And so I guess the idea is to create a strong message and a strong disincentive towards engaged practices. Now, there's a lot of people who have come out against this, including people who are part of the supposed liberal party that are part of the Congress party, for example. And I don't know how I feel about the way that they talked about this issue. The the way that Congress is talking, the, the representatives that I saw quoted, the way that they were talking about this issue is so gross to me. Like, they are essentially excusing a lot of what happened, but then they also bring up, and then they they do kind of like a, it's not exactly what about ism, but they're like, oh, this has been an issue for so long. Why are you taking action just right now? Da, da, da. Like, what's so special about right now? Da, da, da. Do you have an agenda? I mean, every, every politician has an agenda. And then the other thing that they say, and this is a criticism that I don't know how true this is, but the criticism is basically like, um, we don't know know how the, the how verifiable that these cases are like these mass arrests that you've done how much information do we actually have against all of these individuals how much information do we actually have against all these defendants or are you just rounding people up unjustifiably like how credible are your claims about all these people engaging in child marriage which that's a that's a better concern or criticism to have but then the other criticism that i've seen people in the opposing parties parties opposing the BJP said was, oh, well, these cases are too old. We shouldn't, you know, worry about super old cases, da, da, da. If someone was married one or two years ago and now they have a happy family, you're splitting up a family. And I'm like, what? One or two years ago, that person could still be a child and it would still be illegal under most of the other um, areas of the penal code in India. But the only reason why it's different is because it's under Muslim personal law. So if this was any other child, if this was a child from any other background, this would be firmly illegal. But because it's under Muslim personal law, you're making these excuses. Um... So it's, Armin, what do you think about everything I just explained to you? Uh, those are very um, good points. I think this is, a, this is a good comment by Katie I wanted to highlight. You want to read that? Yeah. Katie is saying, these women have been raised to uphold these horrible traditions and patriarchal values. It's all they have known. It's what happens when you take away the only thing people know in their lives. And that's very true. And we do have to acknowledge the fact that these women are dependent on their husbands because of their communities, because of their societies, because they were taken out of education to get married at a very early age. They are fully dependent on these men. And this is the thing. The reality is these women are genuinely put in a really bad position because of this. That's a fact. But also, that the idea that we shouldn't crack down on child marriage. Also, if you approach a child and then you're with them and you're having sexual relationships with them and now they're an adult and now you want to let go of that because they are adults, you basically are allowing grooming because I mean a, a child's mind is very flexible and it's very impressionable and you could make them you know it, them, it's a it's a it's, it's good it, this could be a, a Stockholm syndrome situation so if you allow that if you don't go after it because now they're happy that is basically the definition of grooming because grooming requires making saying, your victims agree with the conditions yeah go on I'm sorry for interrupting I just got really passionate about something yeah. so this freaking I can't remember the name of this person but someone from the Congress party was basically saying, oh, well, if it happened one or two years ago, why are we fighting? What are we doing about this now? Blah, blah, blah. The chief minister from the BJP said something that's true. He's like, child marriage is R-A-P-E. I agree with him. And I can't say the word because of two. Child marriage is R-A-P-E. So this freaking 
dumbass from Congress is like, oh, well, if they have a happy family now, we're splitting up a family or whatever they said. I could pull up the exact quote if we want to steel man them. But um, if, if you're going to dismiss that this happened just because it happened one or two years ago, you're dismissing an RAPE that happened that recently. You're just going to like, what? What do you think about this comment from Katie? Katie is saying BJP is certainly not consistent on this issue. A couple of years ago, a BJP politician suggested child marriage is solution to unmarried couples eloping. <laughs> I'm laughing because that's insane. Um, yeah, I don't. Ex- I mean, do I really expect the BJP to be consistent on anything? Any political party? I don't expect any political party on anything, let alone the largest political party in the world. Um, so um, that's not surprising to me at all. Um, but this, the, 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 the dynamics of this situation going on here is really it. It's it's driving me crazy. <laughs> um. I I don't know this I'm just I was I was very frustrated by the for lack of a better term reactionary reaction from the parties that oppose the BJP like I oppose the BJP but that doesn't mean that maybe they could have I don't know how you would approach the situation in a better way because I mean there are fam- there are people that are going to be further pushed into poverty because of this I don't like that but people like the excuses the excuses from the so-called left people over this issue is disgusting. It's absolutely reprehensible. God, just freaking embarrassing. <laughs> I apologize. That's okay, that's good, yeah. Um... Oh, D is, oh my goodness. I, I think she might be right. D is saying the truth is to stop this, you'll have to break up families. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's complicated. By the way, Qasim is also having a huge double standard here because when I interrupt you, he gets <laughs> so... John. That's right. Was... He's saying you are free to interrupt him, Susie, in Farsi. You, <laughs> your interruption be ekhtiar? Yeah, it means you're, you have to, you have to, you're completely free to interrupt me. Because when I interrupt you, this guy gets like all butthurt and stuff, right? So this is like... <laughs> This is absolute sexism. This is sexism. Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not joking. All right. Can we clap for the next news? Um, oh, we have from Turkey. Hi, oh, yeah. I mean, I, we can clap for this. This is just a little bit. Um, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just a little like, whoa. Like, whoa. Next news. Next news. Hindu nationalists hold massive rally in Mumbai against love jihad. On January 29th, several Hindu organizations held a protest rally against love jihad and religious conversions in Mumbai, India. Many leaders from the Bharatiya Janata Party, or BJP for short, attended the rally. One of the speakers of the event, the serial hate monger T. Raja Singh, urged the Hindus to boycott goods from Muslim shops and called for lawful actions against love jihad and religious conversions. He said, quote, our sisters and daughters are falling prey to the systematic designs of the other community. Last year, Singh was suspended from the BJP for allegedly posting a video that contained disparaging remarks about the Islamic prophet Muhammad. He added, quote, a specific community grabs land by building places of worship in any vacant plot of land. The citizen of Mumbai, the citizens of Mumbai are opposed to this. He was referencing the conspiracy of land jihad, wherein Muslims illegally buy homes in areas where Hindus are predominant to take over that locality within a few years. A petition was filed by, um, uh, oh wait, actually, never mind. I don't want to get into that portion of the, um, 
So this is pretty interesting. I want for context, let me back up here. So we have talked about this dude, T Raja Singh, many times show. So T Raja Singh put out a video last year blaspheming against the Prophet Muhammad. And this was very shortly after um, oh my god, Nupur Sharma. Very shortly after the BJP spokeswoman Nupur Sharma made some statements that made the Muslim world freaking lose its mind and basically caused a diplomatic crisis for India. And then ever since that happened, the BJP was scared that it scared the piss out of them. <laughs> And um, then the BJP started cracking down on people that um, talk badly about Islam, even though they are so against Muslims. So it's like, that's how much even they are scared. <laughs> and so this guy put out a video saying some wild stuff about Muhammad. I mean, it was genuinely pretty explicit. Um, <laughs> and he got, he, the, the BJP took, even they're so scared that they kicked him out too. And he's continued on in his political career. He's a serial hate monger. He's had over 101 indictments against him. And somehow there's not really been anything that continued from that. So he has a really long history of these things. Anyways, um, he was, you know, part of this big march that happened. And there were all these petitions that were filed to try to prevent the march from happening to begin with. Because the person was like, hey, there's going to be hate speed at, at incitement to violence at this event. This is against the law. And basically they're like, oh well this is allowed to happen as long as hate speech doesn't happen at this event and um uh newsflash uh, hate, hate speech uh, did happen at the event um but i want to show you some footage of it so armin if you scroll down in the uh news article we should have some footage and just to show how big it is we don't really need audio i just want to show the size of the crowd you gave me a twitter video that shows this even more yeah no please show that one too because that blew my mind yeah okay hold on it's in the show notes yeah i know i saw it here this one wow this is crazy can you full screen this too yeah look at this <laughs> That's probably at least 200,000 people, if not more. Like, maybe 230,000. That is insane. For love, Jihad? Yes. What is happening? Oh. Seeing that video was what made me want to cover this story, actually. Because it, that really drove home for me. I mean, I already knew, like, how big and how popular this was, right? But it's another thing to see people that are so compelled over it that they take the, to the street to show it, right? Which means that there's probably, like, 10 times as many other people who feel strongly about it but couldn't show up in person i want to okay i want to ask chat gbt what is love jihad you think also, it was do you know that you always say chat gbt instead of chat oh, yeah, gpt yes gpt okay i don't know why i said um let's see if we will accept that this is a conspiracy theory it says love jihad is a term used by some hindu nationalist groups in india to describe a perceived okay good phenomena of muslims men targeting non-muslim women for conversion to islam through romantic relations the term has been used to spend to spread fear and mistrust between communities and there have been instances of violence against interfaith couples however the concept of love jihad has been widely discredited okay good okay widely discredited by scholars and human rights organizations who who view it as as a baseless and divisive, this divisive 
of conspiracy theory. There is no credible evidence to support the existence of a coordinated campaign to convert non-Muslim women to Islam through relationships, and the term is often used to justify discrimination, hate crimes, and violence against Muslims. It is important to note that individuals have the right to freedom of religion and the right to co- to choose their own uh, partners, and that any efforts to force or coerce uh, someone to change their religion are contrary to the principles of equality, justice, and human rights. Okay, so pretty good take by Chachi PT. PT, not BT. Why do I always say BT? But it's pretty good. Yeah, I like this one. So more more accurate takes on Hindu-related stuff than Islam-related stuff so far. Wasn't that just typical? <laughs> Let me put my conspiracy hat on. Like. <laughs> oh my god. I like it. This fresh is saying Chachi PT has become another member of the streams and gets treated like an expert. <laughs> oh, it's also Chad GPT. <laughs> Chad GBT. <laughs> That's what you I should like call that. it now. Chad, uh, AI Jihad. <laughs> All right, we should. Oh, you have something on the screen. Do you want me to? No, that's that? for the next news. Okay. All right. Let's go. Yeah. Oh wait. So I don't, I'm not sharing anything for the next news, right? It's just you. No. Okay. Well, actually, in the show notes, because okay, guys, we switched up our plan, like of what we're going to cover for the last at the last moment. So if you. I put up a few things you can show on Instagram, so let's go through that first. Okay. No, wait a but second. I'll explain the I hate autoplay on Instagram. I absolutely hate it. And I absolutely hate the fact that it starts without audio, and then when you have to, when you pause it, there's no way to go back to the, you know, there's no way to scroll to the beginning and watch it for with audio. Like, it's just the worst uh, on desktop. It has the worst user interface. I don't understand how such a giant company doesn't get, like, I, it starts without audio for a little bit and now i pause it and i turn on the audio but there's no way for me to go back to the start it's insane all right so what are should i play or do you want to first no no i'll I'll explain context so everyone yesterday was the essentially the 44th birthday of the islamic republic of iran so is it february 10th or february 11th is seen as basically the day that the shah left iran and that ayatollah khomeini came to power so it is celebrated as the anniversary of the islamic republic and so ever since you know the death in custody of masamini in september of last year iranians have been organizing mass demonstrations across many cities across the world and usually there's one in like every major city probably every for since september And um, however, for this, you know, special occasion for this anniversary, so to speak, people in opposition to the Islamic Republic organized mass, mass, mass demonstration. So instead of having a bunch of different demonstrations in every little city, what they said was, we are all going to go organize. We're all going to go to a major city. So in the U.S., everyone from the West Coast goes to Los Angeles. Everyone from the East Coast go to Washington, D.C. Like, everyone cannot East Coast, go to Toronto. There were big ones in Dusseldorf for all of Europe. There was a huge one in London. There was a huge one in Sydney. Um, places like this. So it was kind of like, we are all going to collect in these certain cities to maximize our attendance. And so I was so excited. I went to this demonstration in Iran. And, uh, excuse me, not in Iran. (laughs) 
<laughs> I went to the demonstration in Los Angeles and I wanted to share with you guys my experience at this demonstration because there are estimates that in Los Angeles there were 180,000 people there, which makes it the largest demonstrations of the largest demonstration for free Iran in history, the largest demonstration of Iranians outside of Iran in history. And um, so given that this just happened yesterday and I had this amazing experience, I wanted I wanted to share it with you guys and I'm going to show um, some photos and lots of different footage that came out and tell you about the different speakers we had. So Armin, you can play this um, just to show like the size of the crowd. Okay, okay, here it goes. Wait, there's no idea. This yeah, because this no is idea? just a drone shot. Oh, okay, wow. When I tell you, like I lost my friends at one point and I did not find them for hours. I just gave up. I was like, there's no way I'm going to find them. And actually we did end up running into each other. <laughs> Because there were people as far as the eye could see. This is LA people. This is LA. This is not Iran. This is LA. <laughs> it wasn't Los Angeles that day. It was Tehrangelis. Okay. Tehrangelis. Wow. Okay. Wait. See, this is another problem with Instagram. I don't know how much more. Uh, this one's almost done. Okay, all yeah. All right. It was wild. Okay. Go to the next one. Okay. This one. Yes. Okay. Wait. Wait. Pause. Pause. So, Armin, um, it's gonna it's gonna start with one shawar and then it's gonna go into a different shawar and you're gonna know which one I'm talking about when the next one starts, okay? And okay. I think you should explain what the shawar means and then we can the listen to it. Help people chant so people know the chant. The yeah. chant. So and and then and then I just want us to listen to it because okay. hearing this many people say this specific chant gave me goosebumps. Okay. okay so okay. just play and then explain and then play. <laughs> So people are chanting. This is my one of my favorite chants. My one of my favorite chants that came out of this revolution. People are saying, "We hate your religion. Curse be upon your rituals." Okay. So this part is very interesting. It's, the, this part is saying that I hate the mark on your forehead, the dark mark on your forehead. So for people to, who don't understand, um, in Iran, there's this thing that you see some people have a dark mark around here and it's supposed to be showing that these people are so religious because the Shias, when they pray, they pray upon a clay, a uh, piece of clay, you know, that is made into like a circle. And the idea is that you're praying so much and your forehead is touching it so much that it makes this area dark, right? Uh, but it's also a fact that you actually can't pray enough for you to get that dark and people actually rub it on their forehead to show that they're religious. So he's saying, so this part of the chant is saying we hate you know we hate your religion right we hate your um your rituals and this mark which is basically a reference to being two-faced and pretending to be virtuous when you're not 
and your and your hearts of stone. So so we hate your religion, your curse be upon your rituals. We hate your you being two faced, and we hate your hearts of stone. Right. So by the way, I don't the translation just doesn't capture this 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 chant because in Persian it just comes off as so powerful. Yeah. But let's see if. It's- I want to I want to hear one Just so powerful. Oh my god. Fuck love love. But like the strength of hearing that many people say it in unison was crazy to experience like live. It was crazy. Um have you ever seen a revolution, a a protest of this many people chanting I hate your religion? Like I'm telling you guys, this is the most anti-religious, the most secular revolution. And I'm including the French Revolution. There has never been a bigger mass movement against religious values in history. Okay, this is a, this is a big deal. And the fact that more atheist channels are not covering this is a shame. It's, it's disgusting. I don't even know what to do. Like, where is the solidarity? Where is the unity? Where is the support from other atheists? No. Dia is asking, Armin, did you ever think that you would see this? No, not not at all. Not at all. Yeah. The, you, there's a, how many videos? There was another video, oh, a third video. Okay, let's do the other yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I young uh, atheist is saying this, and some people may, might think that they're exaggerating, but I, I completely agree with this. This revolution is more powerful than the French Revolution. I do, I do think, well, I mean, I don't know about uh, powerful because the French Revolution ended up uh, spreading all these values that the secular, democratic, um, and liberal values that these people are fighting for, it, it wouldn't have been so widespread if the French Revolution maybe maybe it wouldn't be if it, it didn't happen, right? But when it comes to it being have a have a secular and anti-religious stance, I think compared to the French Revolution, this one this is this is the first the first of its kind. So in that aspect, I do agree with you. I love this comment from Katie. She's saying, I took a Jinji on the Azadi poster to Pride in my city two months uh, ago. That makes my uh, heart so happy. Uh, you have no idea, Katie. Oh my God. Uh, um, and this, uh, by the way, from, this is in India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Young Atheist is saying, no one covers this. That's why I love Atheist Republic. India is saying, yes, other atheist channels are failing us by not covering Yes. To be fair, uh, Apostate Prophet covered this, right? So, yeah. Apostate Prophet covered this, so thank you to Apostate Prophet. But, um, genetically modified skeptic, I messaged them a couple of times, no response, no coverage on this. The biggest atheist channel on this, right? Cosmic skeptic, no coverage on this. Rationality rules, so far, yet no coverage on this, right? Uh, Matt Delahunty, no coverage on this. I, I do think the, um, the ATA on their news channel, they did cover this, so credit to them, right? Um, I do think the Freedom from Religion Foundation has done this. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, has covered this. So credit oh, to yeah. them. I don't know if the American atheists have done or not, but I'm going to check. But again, the main YouTube channels, the main atheist YouTube channels, which is the Cosmic Skeptic, Genetically Modified Skeptic, Rationality Rules. No, not even. They didn't even touch it, which is a shame. Like when we needed these channels the most. These are, yeah. But Matt Delante also no cover. Um, Wait, by the way, if you guys are wondering, oh, Matt Delante and ACA are separate. So 
nephilim now, so they're not the same thing. Anymore. Anyways, we covered this one, yeah. Yes. The BBC. No, no, one. no. We already did this one. No, this was similar to this one, but it's. Oh, different. okay. Sorry. No, this um the BBC one has uh, additional footage, not just this moment. Okay, so should I play the BBC yeah, one? Yeah. Sorry. Wait, there's no idea. God damn it. I'm surprised BBC is covering this. This. this Oh, look at this. They're wearing um, handmaid's, handmaid's, uh, yeah. handmaid's tail costume because they reflect the re- You know, when I watched the first season of the Handmaid's Tale, I was like, this is Iran? Is this about Iran? Like, because it was reflecting, it was such an amazing copy of the situation in Iran, like the, the whole TV series. So this is why people are wearing this because it actually had good. The original book actually was inspired by what happened to women in Iran. Really? Is that real? Because I heard, yeah. because when I was watching the TV series, like, this sure was about Iran, isn't it? But. <laughs> But I was like, no, it just happens to be similar. But then I heard people are like, no, it was inspired by Iran. I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, but yeah, go ahead. Human rights for Iran! So that last chance is important because they're saying this is the last message. Message the target is the entirety of the regime, right? Because the reason why the people are saying constantly saying our target is the entirety of the regime is this is an anti-reform message, right? Because this is in response to people think that oh maybe the government could improve, maybe we could have some reforms. So the chance there's so many chances that constantly point to that no to reforms, no to changes. We want the top, the complete toppling of this regime. There's no negotiation. They don't even want a referendum because a referendum, um, if there is a referendum, this should be after the to- toppling. We don't, they don't want a referendum that is man- maintained or managed by this regime. So there's no negotiation with this regime. By the way, we did get a super chat. I forgot to mention the secular Sakai just gave us $20 super chat. So thank you so much, secular Sakai, for the support and also gifted a membership to Digital Nomad. So oh, thank wow, you. Oh, so wow. Thank you. That's so <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's very, thank you guys for the support. Um, yeah. Do you have any pictures of yourself in the protest during the Okay, here's the deal. I have a lot of pictures and I have a lot of videos, but I can't figure out how to share this without like exposing my whole freaking life on my computer. Um, (laughs) Live on air. Um, So if you're patient with me, I can pull them up. Okay, okay. Also, guys, go follow Susanna here. Oh, yeah. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw a lot of these already on my Instagram stories. So if you're not doing that, what are you doing? Link to my this is in the description. Yeah, this is Susanna's Instagram. Triple, triple dimple. Ah, I like it. Do you know, guys? <laughs> yeah exactly wait this is because when Susie smiles you see triple dimples so that's why she's called triple dim um oh guys this is great finally Gossam got his membership because he was always looking for membership. 
<laughs> and like, oh my gosh, look at this. Like, thank you to Secular Sekai for gifting Gossam a membership. This is amazing, finally. <laughs> oh, look at my mark. Oh, yo, Gossam one. That's amazing. <laughs> By the way, my Instagram is also here. My Instagram is Darmanabok. Wait, wait, you're getting cut. I have no idea what you're saying. Robotic. Robotic shoes. Oh, Qasem's saying, I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> oh, I get this. You're back, Susie. Oh, there we go. Should I share your okay, screen? Okay, cool. Um, I think I can figure out how to share some photos here. Okay, careful not to. Should I, should yeah. I put it okay. on? Yes. There we go. Okay, so um, when I was trying to shift everything into this folder, there might have been some duplication, so just bear with me. I'll just flip through my folders. So I was in the beginning by the central... In the beginning, I was by the main stage um for quite a while and it was so tight we had um oh my gosh this singer i can't remember her name it's um i'm so embarrassed Lelu Layla Lelu f something that starts with an f very famous singer that came she gave a speech there was taylor hansen that came he came and performed borae um, oh, this was a sign that I thought was really funny. It says, Ayatollah Robert Malley, not a representative. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one of the American um, members of Biden's administration that advises. He's a special representative on Iran and the community doesn't like him because he's always pushed nuclear deal. They oppose the nuclear deal. So I just thought it was funny. Um this is a sign of a photo of the big flag that was going down the street. Wait, it is so it was it white in the middle or was did it have the lion and the sun? It did have the, the Shiro Hoshi. Oh shit. Yeah. Um and uh what was when you see photos of this demonstration, like even the photos that we showed earlier with the big chant, like it doesn't do the size of the crowd justice because it went around the block. Like you only oh, wow. see one block's worth of the demonstration in the blocks in LA. Or, it went all it wrapped around the block or multiple um let me see oh yeah here's uh this this is do you have pictures of you in the middle of the protest yeah you could just a second um this no, is when I'm we started the march uh this is when i moved to a different area i thought this was cool look at this oh amazing combat like a guy with a combination israeli american flag and like you know iranian flag right next to each other and the sign in the back is cool it says, you no took these pictures yeah no I, yeah exactly i took this photo nice and these are guys we have holding the we have she... photos never we have photos from the protest never not seen anywhere else because it's <laughs> yeah, exactly exclusive atheist republic exclusive um yeah. again if some of these yeah look at the size of this wow like all the way up mm. all the way up um here was another one before this was a different giant rolled out flag this was in the beginning it went like all the way down the edge of the park and then people are writing like their messages on the on the flag um another one yeah okay my phone duplicated these it's kind of annoying um wait can i play this no it's a picture oh. i want to see picture. No, no. Oh. There's no idea. Oh, you don't have audio? No, no. Damn. Oh, you because you shared with that idea. You didn't. But I can't. It's not a tab. I can't share it the same way. But anyways, um, okay. So okay. Oh, I love this. This is. I'll play this. Come on. Sorry, there's guys. No idea. Really frustrating. No, there is. This no, is for us there's no idea. Oh, here we go. Look at this. Oh, uh, oh that's great. You can't you hear, it, but they're they're all singing a Iran. Okay, you should put these on your Instagram. No, I'm going to. Yeah, if if you follow me on Instagram, you already saw these on my stories. Um, oh. again, all these freaking feeds. 
Oh wait. Oh, there we go. Yay! Then you can't there. hear the um me. You can't hear the audio. Oh, yeah. the kitty there. It's amazing. <laughs> wait. Come on. Oh. Ah. The kids. I'm so frustrated. Wait. Here we go. <laughs> oh, what are you saying? I wish we had woman life deal. freedom. Oh, you said woman yeah. life freedom. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cute. That's adorable. Um. This is so oh great that you God. went there. My computer is gonna make me lose my mind. Okay. Here we go. And the baton, baton, Nashaman. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. All right I'm gonna read some. Okay, you can't. You can't hear the audio, but if you if you could hear it, you could hear me going. <laughs> Very clearly, my voice. Um, yeah. Anything else interesting going on here? Oh, this is just a cool mural that I found. And then the best way that we ended the night was we got oh, hog- we went <laughs> we got Persian food. I had some bagale polo with chicken. <laughs> we got beef kubide, okay, tadig with the fest in June, and then. We got the follow day. It was actually my first time having follow day. It was really good. Really? Okay. okay. Yeah, I miss yeah. follow day. Follow day Shirazi. Yes. Shirazi yeah. follow day. Um, wait. So, yeah. Mariam is saying, I love you, woman. You light up my life. I wish Aww. I could have been there. <laughs> okay. Um... Wait, somebody me some I don't know why Taz is asking about a book. He's like, what is the book? Please say the name. Guys, what, what is the book? About. I don't know what you're talking about. Um but uh <laughs> Mariam our local <laughs> Persian woman is saying Armand, you have failed her then. <laughs> I haven't what? had followed day so far. It's actually like kinda I mean no, I'm in I have had right? no, I have had I have had followed day. What are you talking about? I said Not for a me. long time. Oh, okay. She's saying you it didn't introduce it to me. That's failing. <laughs> Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay. there was something else I wanted. To- oh, wait. Um, uh, someone is asking what is falude. It's it's spelled it's spelled like this, yeah. but falude is like it's like a it's dessert it's spaghetti. Like a, it's like a noodle that's made out of rice, I think, but it's very very thin, and then you freeze it and then put it with like ice. It's a it's almost like a kind of Persian ice cream. Um, and then you put yeah. syrups on top of it, almost like a snow cone. It's like that. It's really good. It's basically very sweet, and it's nude. It's noodly, and it's sweet. Yeah, it's really like, good. Think, like ice cream noodles. Ice cream noodles is basically what it is. Yeah, it's very good. It comes um, from Shiraz, which is the same. Ooh, this looks good. Yeah, well, I was with some Shiraz, so what happens? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Wow, these pictures are really good. I followed that. Now I really want to follow that. God damn it. I know. Serious. Okay, I should stop. But yeah, it was a freaking amazing day. I didn't even talk about the most important part, Armin. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Reza Pahlavi gave a speech at the... At the oh, thing. yeah. Did, How did I not he, even talk about this? That's the most important part. He showed up. Yes, he showed up there. Yeah, the guy, the son of this, the son of the former king, uh, before the Islamic Revolution, showed up there and he gave a speech. The crown prince of Iran. And when I tell you, like the energy in the crowd was great. Really? When this like when people realized that he was there, like I can't even tell you, like people. I mean, because you know how people get about Reza Pahlavi and the monarchy in general, because there are some 
batshit insane monarchist out there. Let's be honest. And he, like, just seeing him in the crowd, I was like, oh my god. And I'm not even, like, a big monarchist person. I was like, oh my god, it's Shazam Day. Like- I mean, okay, let's, let's, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Supporting him does not mean we support monarchy. He no, himself says that he's not a monarchist. He is a Republican, right? A Republican is not as an American Republican. Republican as in, this is him, basically. This is him showing up during, during I saw a video of a woman hugging him uh, and crying. I know the story behind that. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go on. Do you have the so video? The of it? woman who was like, actually, she was in the the first frame of that video. Her oh. name is Mahi Mohtiari. Uh, and she is the sister of Muhammad Mohtiari, who was part of the Green Revolution. And he was shot while he was protesting, shot like three times, and he got up and he still kept marching. So he was kind of like an early, not an early, but he, you know, he for, for that movement, for that uprising, he was a major face. It, it's almost like if Nika Sharkarami's sister or brother showed up, da da da. And um, I actually met I met her recently. Um, I met Mahi recently, and I, I I hugged her and I I told her like about how much I appreciate her activism. And um, she carries a, a a framed photo of her brother like strapped to her chest at every demonstration she goes to, and she leads all the chants and stuff. Um, and uh, she was so nice to me. Um, yeah, so she had an opportunity to hug Reza Pahlavi, but people were she was crying. I mean, she was sobbing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and the um. Uh, they people were like charging the state, like freaking out. And um, there was an incident where like someone like tried to rush him, and then they pulled him out. I don't know if it was just someone that got too excited, or if it was a threat, or what was going on. But like as soon as he showed up, the energy was just on a different level. I thought I was seeing a rock star. <laughs> um, but he gave a speech which people really liked. But I mean, I didn't understand any of it because it was in Persian. Um, Anyways, we should we should end this room, so, guys. Make sure you like this video so that our channel grows we do need your likes or else our channel will not grow at all and we do need your comments but mostly on all our videos and if you're new here please make sure you subscribe and hit the bell notification um norman is saying i wish you happy birthday still no reply um okay, at me that's very uh, nice but his birthday was a long time ago it was a long time ago maybe he's been carrying that sadness from all that time till now but but, but then i will say thank you thank you so much for the happy birthday. also this one is saying uh, please talk what is this do you know what it is? Please talk about I show speed biggest streamer of YouTube and Twitch. He have he has been dragged by Muslim and Christian missionaries. Okay, we will we could look what into that. that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a news that we need to cover. But anyways, thank you for bringing that to our attention. We will look into it if we if, see if it's worth um, having one of our next week's t- news items about it. Um, and yeah, again, um, D is saying tune in next week. We're going to be covering the ten more news items next week. So make sure especially you the, the horrible thing that happened in Pakistan. So that's very important to pay attention to. Definitely tune in for that. Yes, yes. All right. Oh yes, yeah, so fi- finally a reply. So he has been waiting for my reply. I didn't even. I'm sorry. I'm sometimes miss messages. I apologize, guys. Okay. Anyways, um, thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for being here, and thank you for staying with us for three hours, almost three hours now. And yeah, we'll see you guys again next. Oh, by the way, tune in for the Q and A. That was that, that's gonna come also with secular rarity. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, we'll see you guys then. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Between the demonstration yesterday and doing the show for so long today, my voice is like. <sighs> Okay. All right, guys. All right. All right. All right, guys. Bye.